Blog Talk Radio. studio audience thanks for coming in today i love our studio audience mike don't you they're so energetic and vivacious it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing they're great and they're with us every week the same people <laughs> I know. they sound the same too you think they could mix it up a little get a little whoop or a little something something going on. maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying yeah, right i mean i love you guys don't get me wrong but you know we invite you into our nice, nice warm and or cool, depending on season, studios here in Midtown Manhattan. You can We look out the windows, and we can see, uh, gosh, we can see all the way up from as far down as the Empire State Building all the way up to the, you know, the park. And we can see from here. It's a nice, sure. nice position, Midtown, you know. Look down, I see the little tiny cars and look like little matchbox cars and the little tiny people down there. Look at them all. Just running around like a rat race. It's nice to be out of that once in a while, you know. It is very nice. What's going on there, Mr. Mike Bova? This is Rob Thrasher and Mike Bova with Funny Business. We do a, a little business and a lot of funny, or sometimes it goes the other way, and we do a little funny and a lot of business. You never know what you're going to get here. You just never know. And uh, we are notorious, horrible planners, so we never have any practice or anything, so we just do this off the cuff. And <laughs> We're like we're like the last minute. Did you, Mike? Did you in school? Did you do all your tests and studying like like the night before? <laughs> Let me just give you a quick story, okay? When I used to go to college in Syracuse, I would literally yeah. study for a test on the throughway, okay? Go orange. So sorry. So I'm going. So I'm going uh, through my notes. I'm, I'm, I got a book open. You're driving. I'm looking at stuff while I'm driving. I'm not kidding. No, you didn't. No, I'm not kidding. So <laughs> so I would literally. You know, keep my eyes on the road. You know, I got my book up on the steering wheel or whatever. I got my notes up on the steering wheel, and I would literally okay. study on the way to uh, Syracuse. So, hey, listen, there's, there's wow, no law for that. Bad. Okay, there's a law for there's a law for driving while you know texting and driving. <laughs> there's a law for talking on your cell phone and driving, but no law yet in New York State for studying and driving yeah. at the same time. Or oh, eating and the, driving. It, at the same it, time. <laughs> what it's called is that I pulled you over because you got a headlight out. <laughs> Oh, you're you like, didn't know? No, yeah, yeah, you got to have you now. <laughs> Friggers. <laughs> I love and hate. I have a love-hate relationship with New York State, but what are you going to do about that? Listen, I was talking to somebody from Texas the other day. Somebody I, I plan, I hope, like, heck to have on the show because he's a, he, he's a uh, wheeler and a dealer. He's a business guy. He's doing really well. He's got all kinds of cool stuff going on, but I don't want to talk too much about it now. But he was talking about, you know, plus I don't want to associate him with this comment because I don't have the right to do it. So we'll just go, he who shall remain nameless, who happens to be somewhere in the depths of Texas, said that they're really bad down there, the cops. He said the cops down there, he says, he says they're worse than New York State. I'm like, come on now. He goes. He's like, I'm just, we're just driving, and down there, you know, you, you have to have a, uh, whatever vehicle he had didn't have the, didn't have the, uh, a holder for the plate in front, right? So uh-huh. he had, he had the plate in the, in the front of his, his dashboard. So he's driving, he's going approximately the speed limit. He know they didn't, he knew they didn't pull him over for speed, and so he says, well, you know, can I ask you what, what you're pulling me over for? 
And they're like, well, right. you have uh, you have an obstructed uh, 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 the view of your license is obstructed. And he says, obstructed. He says, obstructed from what? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's just obstructed. He goes, can you step out of your car, please? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I guess down there they always try to get you out of their car because kind of like the old deal where, like, I'm going to find something is <laughs> kind of their logic. And guess what most people do? They hop right out of their car. It's like, no, 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 no. We still do have this thing called rights, okay? I'm not saying harass right. the cops. I'm saying know your rights. Because the most important part of this story is know your rights, but also be very careful in Texas. Okay? I love Texas. I want to move to Texas like Glenn Beck. You know? (laughs) It's like Glenn Beck wants to go either to Texas or Israel. I'm going to be right behind him. But anyway, long story short, so so you see, he says, yeah, could you step Uh out of your car? He goes, no, 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 no. I don't think I'm going to be stepping out of my car. I got my family in my car. He goes, why don't you tell me why I got pulled, an absolute valid reason why I got pulled over? Well, right. He goes, my license, my my license is not obstructed. He goes, I can call, I can call, he can call his lawyer right now. He'll tell you this is not obstruction. Obstruction is when something's in front of it. And the officer's like, well, 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 it was obstructed from where I. No, 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 no. He goes, no, 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 it's not obstructed. He goes, give me a valid reason why he pulled me over. And I guess, I don't know if it applies up here, but I guess what he said in Texas, you have to be a moving violation in order for them to absolutely have the right to search your vehicle. They're getting your car. Sure enough, sure enough, the the police officer acquiesced and. Because you know my friend knew his rights, but I guess I guess it's pretty bad down there. He says he he says he goes up and down the highway down there. He goes they had one they had this little old guy pulled over and like like crazy stuff. So I guess for now you know I don't know Texas is a tough town, but at the same time they they do under they do understand the rights of the people down there. I don't know. I feel like in New York maybe they're not as tough police police wise. They're pretty tough though. I mean they're not as tough, but at the same time. They have a lot of leeway, so I, I don't know what's better. You know, you, you you have a lot of rights, and I guess Texas is a pretty t- tough state. They carry their they carry their guns to Sunday mass and all that other stuff. <laughs> Let alone the pub. I don't know. That's where I'm moving though. What's going on in the news this week, huh? Anybody paying attention to the news? Got a newspaper, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Do people still read those? Yeah, old people and hobos. <laughs> That's called a that blanket. From, I got that from Carly. <laughs> Very good. Wow, you're quoting the you're quoting the big dogs now. Bogus news for bogus for our bogus listeners. What do you think that is? Some wise ass out there calls it bogus news for our bogus listeners. What a jerk! Oh wait a minute, that's our that's our deal there. The Funyun. That's right. That's right. The Funyun. How do you like them? Funyun. Huh? Rhymes with, huh? <laughs> which, which, is, which is better than the Bunyan. <laughs> it is. I know, because I tossed that around. You know how I am. I like to think out of the box. I tossed around yeah. the Bunyan, and you shot me right down on that one. Big deal. Man. Why? Get it just sounds like deep. a show for podiatrists. <laughs> or podiatrists. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe that would have been my specialty if I'd gone to college. How do you know? <laughs> If I follow the right path. You could have that. Uh, I mean, listen, between that right there, touching people's feet, or or being a dentist and you get your hands in people's mouths, it's like, are you kidding me now? Listen, somebody just chatted. One of our chatters in the chat room said, I almost got beat up in Texas. 
tell us more, right. please. I hope not by the authorities, or we'll have to we'll have to go underground because Texas Rangers <laughs> will get up here in New York and get me. So we got to find out more about this chat in there. Throw us a, a bone there, chat line. Or, got beat up. or you can call yeah. you can call in six four six four seven eight. Four three five three because Danny Kelly is not on the show yet. So, right, yep. <laughs> so we're stalling. We're biding time here, folks. So, so. Hey, oh, Mike Boyle. Hey, dude, hey. just call, just call in now, Mike. Well, yeah, call right in, bro. Tell us about almost getting. That's a perfect segue right there. Anywho. Yeah. And then we'll talk about. We're gonna talk about. We got in the Funyun news. We got Larry the Cable Guy news, huh? You know. Larry the Cable Guy has has kind of ties to the show, but not really. Um, we got Dumb Crook. Yeah, which, sort of. Oh, I love the Dumb Crook stuff. Are you kidding me? We got a uh, article about old folks and how they're funny, which, you know, uh-huh. numerous ways. And then uh, comics in the funny news. Uh, so we got good stuff in there. I got some other stuff maybe we can talk about a little later. And it's not stuff that's posted in the funny yet, but when we're done tonight, I'll get it in there. Maybe. Uh, but no, we'll get that in there right after the show tonight. And here, I just had an idea today, Mike. I even told you about this. I'm going to set up a wow. Google a Funyun calendar and Google calendars. And what we're nice. going to do is, yeah, we're going to have all of our guests who's ever been on the show or who want to be on the show, really anybody and everybody who wants to get in the calendar, we'll give them a little control on the calendar. They can post their events and where they're going to be where they're going to be, and we can even use that as a resource for the show. We can announce some of the people that come on the show, say, oh, today, don't forget if you're out in such and such to go to so and such and see their you-know-what. Right, whatever, <laughs> whatchamacallit. Whatever. Yeah, I, got, whatever. I think this is Mike. I'm going, to put, I'm going to put you on live with this, Mike. And, well, second, there you go. Hey. What's up, guys? <laughs> Mike. What's going on, man? How you How's doing? How's man? <laughs> pleasure to I'm glad be here that, with you. that was a that was a well, glad to have you glad to have you on the show that was a great segue by the way I think I'm going to do that every time we have something coming in <laughs> just sit there on standby until you until you hear something you want to talk about what's that what's that the McDonald's shingle ba da ba 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 I was just don't, throwing don't that air there with the McDonald's. you ever see those uh, dancing no. people don't you just want what's to smack that? them silly did you remember those commercials with the hand dancing people. Yeah. And they're yeah, doing well, the hand dancing on the table or they're smacking the table. Yes. I just wanted yes. to smack them silly to both of them. Remember <laughs> those two nerds? Anyway, sure do you do. want to hear what happened in Texas? I almost got beat what up. Happened? Yeah, yeah. What I was doing a show, right? I mean, oh, Texas no. is a gigantic state, right? I could have picked anywhere. Oh. I picked a place. There's nobody there but cowboys and Mexicans, right? Oh, boy. So I looked. <laughs> And I see all the cowboy hats are exactly the same. And I'm a pretty inquisitive guy. You know, I figured, like, there's there's got to be a reason they all wear the same hat, right? So I get on stage. I'm like, thanks for having me out here in Texas. It's a beautiful place. Nobody claps or anything. I go, let me ask you a question. I ask one guy, why do you guys all wear the same hat? He just looks at me. I go, no, because the simple answer must be keeps the sun off your head. I understand that. But there's like 8,000 hats that could keep the sun off your head, right? But you guys all have the same exact hat. It's got to oh, be boy. more than just the sun. It's got to be something about that hat. Dude, the guy <laughs> just looked at me. I was like, what happened to Texas hospitality? Or I'm going to answer. <laughs> and I got to forget the hats. I don't even want to hear about the hats anymore. Let me ask you a question. These boots, why are the boots this high? Because I'll tell you why we think in New York they're that high. 
Man, oh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> I go, I don't know how much I could say here, but I go, I think they're that high so that you could stick the sheep legs in there, right? That was all true. I got out of there okay. Wow. You guys would be glad to know I lived, I lived through it. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you have to remember when you're in a place and you have no security and you start telling all the cowboys that, you know, cowboy jokes, you know, you have to kind of watch. It was okay. Yeah, that's like going down, that's like coming over here to Manhattan and telling gay jokes. Can't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> or, or going up to Mocha, where I where I go a lot in Harlem, and talking about oh, boy, how silly yeah. it is that talking about how silly it is that all the black comedians yell into the microphone. Mm-hmm. I go, why do you yeah, guys wow. yell into the microphone? Don't you understand that there's electricity? The reason <laughs> oh, that this is electric oh, and there's speakers, you don't have to yell anymore. <laughs> I seem to be able to do it though. I get out of these places kind of okay. Kind so, of okay. Yeah. <laughs> None worse for the wear. <laughs> a couple black guys in a fat lip, but other than that, you're good to yeah. go. Yeah, so you, Mocha's, you a, can't Mocha's t- a great place. You guys ever go uptown up there, have some coffee or whatever? They they do this oh, comedy sure. thing. Oh, sure. Very rarely. No, never. Never have. Sorry. It's not bad. And, and uh, it's standing room only all the time. Oh, good. And I'm standing against the wall waiting to go on stage. They call me up. Huh. Like, man, you got me right. packed in over there like an albino sardine. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're looking pal. <laughs> wow. yeah, okay, though. You ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually born and raised in Jersey, my friends. Oh, yeah. no. no. God, oh, please. Yeah, no. Born and raised in Jersey, Jersey West Orange. God, no, please, okay. no. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's a com- completely dysfunctional path. Yeah. Which town? We were, we were like the original. We were Jersey Shore thirty years ago, twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah. We were all we were all town and seaside acting like lunatics. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, beautiful. Oh man, we have to travel to New Jersey for. Uh, <laughs> we go. I won't say the town. Uh-huh. <laughs> Name and town deleted for for the protection of the host here. But <laughs> we used to go down. We gotta go down there for a competition. It's a, it's a, it's a sporting competition. Let's just say. Let's not get too many details here. And wherever we listen, wherever we go in Jersey, it's supposedly this big freaking deal. They have the, you know, the auditorium is there, and not for nothing. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's big. It's a big. It's a big place. But at the same time, it's like in the worst part of town. There's like dilapidated, broken down factories across the street. There's no freaking. There's more parking. It, there's there's no parking. You you got to walk for miles. It, it's just a nightmare. It, it's not New Jersey's fault necessarily. So I don't mean too down on New Jersey, but just I associate New Jersey with really bad experiences every year too. So you know, I'm annual, sure it's a great place. It's not the <laughs> annual hit men's uh, sharpshooting contest, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I go to that every year. I usually uh-huh. I usually win place or show. I'm I'm a pretty good shot. <laughs> No, Are I mean, you? you chose it like anywhere else, dude. You got your good and your bad, right? No matter you where do. you go. Yeah, I love sure Jersey, now. personally. I've been there many times. Yeah, good for you. Where'd you go? I mean, <laughs> well, I've been to Cherry Hill. I've been to Atlantic City. I'm not a fan of Camden. Okay, my wife got lost in Camden. Oh, Almost got mugged. Oh, yeah. She told this guy, yeah, this guy was be. behind her, and she saw she saw this guy in her in her, her uh, rearview mirror, and this guy's got something up his sleeve. She turns, she rolls down her window and says, get away from my Jeep, I'll run you over. And he's like, it's cool, baby. And he, like, backs up. 
She would have run him over. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, no, dude, yeah. we don't go to Camden either. We're from New Jersey. We're not from Camden. Dude, what's oh, wrong? Nobody, nobody goes to Camden. Shit, I know no. that. Dude, <laughs> you, I don't know to, you only go to Camden by mistake. I live in New Jersey my whole life. I don't know anybody who's ever been to Camden. Only if you get lost. Yeah, they just need to wall that place in and just leave it there. So whatever happens, that's like a petri dish. That's like a big science experiment. There you go. (laughs) You guys act like it's so funny. It's it's like you guys act like New Jersey so far. You could spit out the window and hit Jersey. What are you talking about? That's Most of the people <laughs> from New York are from New Jersey, really. <laughs> yeah. I love when I'm in, I'm in the city and I just hear every dish in Jersey. I'm like, it's right there. It's like not like it's, it's not like you have to get a passport to go there. You can see it from the window. They're working on that, right? Yeah. No. I got to tell you what. One of my I have a. There's one thing I'm going to say. Okay, my one of my trips, you know, down from Jersey from upstate was a trip we made, and and we. We were going again. It was this after this event that we were going to, and the, and then so then we went. We went over near Hoboken. Now I'm going to say one thing, okay, very clearly to everybody, and tell me, Mike, if you understand what I'm saying here. When you go to park to a parking lot, even though it looks completely legitimate, it's got a sign up, it's got the name and the number, and the guy standing there. Never, ever, ever, ever prepay for parking. If somebody asks you to prepay for parking, run like hell. <laughs> I was told later that, well, let's just say that the scam that that was pulled on this particular day in this particular parking lot was part of something, let's call it uh, organized, and we'll stop at that. Anywho, that was fun. We went to we went to see the Cake Boss, and uh, it was like a freaking Disneyland ride. It was like a three-hour line. I'm like, I need a cannoli this bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nobody needs to know that. You mentioned you mentioned Hoboken. Did you kiss the, your picture of Frank Sinatra or no? <laughs> no, didn't do that. So he's a, he's like the Pope. Have been there in the past, but not this particular yeah. trip. The Pope. So um, I tell you, the guys on the trip Hoboken got bad. They got bad. Like I've been out of the state for a while. You know, I just came back to Hoboken. Of course, I had to go to Vigo's Deli and get a sandwich mm-hmm. at the mozzarella. Mikey, you ever sure. go to? Yeah. Valley. Mm-hmm. Stuff is so good. Yeah. And I parked on a side street and I looked all over for parking signs to see if I was okay. And I couldn't see anything. It was raining. So I run to the store. I come back, there's a boot on my car. Hmm. I go, What this is like what's going on? So I call I have to give them hundred and fifty bucks to get the boot taken off the car. And I still have to pay a ticket. I don't understand yeah. that. If I have to pay to get the boot off the car, why don't you just roll the whole thing together so I like, you know what I mean? Like, they just suck for, like, five I don't know, minutes. Mike, that, that almost they sounds a little too organized as well, if you know what I'm mean. saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very organized, yeah. Organized. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, sometimes you just have to deal with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah stuff, I know. You know? What are you going to do? Probably park in New York City, you know? If you got to park, if you're you going to spend the, the money, just park in the city. Screw it. You know the saying, you can't fight City Hall, right? So what are you going to do? Yeah, you just yeah, other things you can't fight. Off. <laughs> things more organized in city hall that you can't fight too. <laughs> you start you start to mouth off and and you're gonna you're gonna get arrested at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. By just, one of the organizers. You must be connected. You got your own radio show going. <laughs> Who'd you pay off? Yeah, that, we connect right? a little bit. 
<laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah, a little, very little bit, for sure. Yeah, very little. They're like, very we're, little. we're the host of Funny Business. They're like, yeah, I got your funny business. <laughs> I got your funny business right here. Funny? Yeah. Funny how? Funny my ass. <laughs> you laugh? Yeah. yeah. I was down on a boat this uh, summer. We were still Where? in Joe Pesci's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He lives out. In, he's got a house out in Lavalette. Really? Hmm. Joe, Joe Pesci's big mansion right on the water. Hmm. And we were like cruising back and forth trying to scope him out. He never uh-huh. came outside. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Threw a couple beer cans at him at his <laughs> at his pool. But. Um, yeah, he's got a beautiful house down there in Jersey. Really? Sure. Yeah, they're all from there. Nicholson. They're all Jersey guys. Oh, yeah, sure. The whole cadre. They're all the whole up. mob. Uh, the whole mob of them. Right. <laughs> it's like I a mob. It's <laughs> a mob of unintended. <laughs> Unfortunate, unintended uh, phrase there. Uh, I would like yeah. to withdraw Especially that. he's got to be mobbed up because nobody's that good an actor. <laughs> Like he's one hundred percent. When you see him in the movies, you're like, that is exactly how those dudes look. That is exactly you how they look. Remember the SNL skit that they do with him? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, him and someone else. With Brewer, I can't remember with Jim Brewer, John Jim Brewer and stuff. Oh, funny that is stuff. some stuff. funny stuff right there. Beating yeah. the guy to death one. with the bat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I love the one when when they were really there when De Niro and Pesci really showed up. Right. Did you see that one? Yep. Yeah, they look over their shoulder and, and Bobby's sitting, De Niro's sitting there. I do a joke about De Niro, but I almost feel bad. It's almost like uh-huh. making fun of Jesus when you're Italian. I make fun of Bobby De Niro. I do this thing where I do the, the gay snaps, and I throw my hips around like, mm-hmm, mad, mad gay. And I, look, oh, and I look for somebody laughing, and I go, what? Do I look gay? And they're like, yeah. I go, well, let me ask you, you think I look gay because I'm gay? You think I'll look gay because I'm a great actor? The guy doesn't know what to say. Goes, I'm a great actor. Bobby D could never look that gay. For him. I need the Oscars, you know. I'm going to sign as a girl three times. Sorry, Mr. De Niro. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to make fun of you. I watched my friend. My bad, yeah. You think you're a better actor than De Niro? Yeah, absolutely. He never looks like a sissy. <laughs> He clearly can't act like one. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. That's beautiful. No. See that deal? That sounds like another SNL scare right there. I talk too much. You got to tell me when to shut up sometimes. No, oh, you're no, good. You're, you're talking exactly home. enough. Shut up. Listen, <laughs> if we had enough. our way, we'd just sit here and listen to you talk the whole hour. Right. <laughs> 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 Save money for that. <laughs> We didn't yeah, even weird. properly introduce you. Why don't you get, tell us a little bit about your background and, and your yeah, you know, what kind of led up to you becoming a comedian? What, were you a wise ass in school? You got suspended? Got to wear the dunce cap? What happened to you? What happened? Yeah, I mean, I developed. I think most comedians develop a sense of humor as like um, as a way to get along, you know, with people. You know what I mean? Sure. So at home, I had a really tough, you know, mafia princess mother. I mean. Without the mafia money, we grew up kind of poor, but she would definitely have that whole mafia, like, she'd stab you as soon as you looked at you. It didn't matter. <laughs> so, you know, I had to kind of learn how to joke around with her first, then people at school next. I mean, I developed my sense of humor over the years, but um, 
always wanted to do something in entertainment. And, uh, you know, growing up in a hard-working, no BS, a hard-working Italian family, you know, we work hard. We're all in construction and, you know, we go to work, we go to work, we go to work. And my mom's like, shut up, go to work, you know, and I want to. (laughs) So I always worked. And um, after 25 years of trying to be married, I'm going through my third divorce, and raising kids and figuring, you know what, that's about enough of that. You know what I mean? I always wanted to do this comedy stuff. I was always funny. And now understanding that normal married life isn't going to really work for me, I can go out and do what I want because normal married guys really can't do this. You can't no, go, right. you can't have a wife and go, you know what, I'm going to get in, I'm going to go to Los Angeles, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to get on stage. And, yeah. You know, they think right. you're, you know, you're crazy. So yeah. I just unencumbered myself finally to go ahead to you know go out and do it, and I'm having a great time. I mean, just so much fun. I can't even tell you. I, you know, I I don't wish I did it 20 years ago because I have two sons that wouldn't be here if if things yeah. didn't go the way they did. But yeah, now's the time of my life. I'm just like, you know what? Frig it. I'm going out and I'm doing this. I always loved comedy. You know, I grew up yeah. uh, idolizing guys like. So many, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, you know, sure. Richard Jenny, um, even Don Rickles. Like, I'm old enough where I remember when Don Rickles was on the Tonight Show all the time. The guy was hysterical. So yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's in my blood, you know. So now I'm finally doing it. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It really is a lot of fun. Except for those shows in Texas and <laughs> With the small exception being the ones where you almost get killed. Other than that, it's yeah. a blast. <laughs> well, I have a really bad, like, I have a really bad problem. Like, most people can figure out when they're bothering somebody to stop. I just don't stop. <laughs> you keep picking like, I know and picking and picking. Those cowboys. <laughs> and I didn't stop. Finally, finally so let, me, let me joke about something you guys will laugh at. I know you guys don't like homosexuals. So I did oh, some boy. funny stuff about gay marriage and this, that, the other. And I say, hey, let them have it. They can't mess it up any worse than I have, right? <laughs> and then I go through this whole thing where, you know, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? Like, you think, wasn't a nice thing about being gay. You could just walk down the street and you, you weren't, you know, like, how could I say, being clean. You didn't have to worry about uh, a partner <laughs> getting mad if you looked at another guy or anything like that, right? Now you do. <laughs> You know, now you're gonna be walking right. down the street with your little wifey, and you look at some guy, and you're gonna be, and you're gonna hear, "I saw you looking at him." You know, which you never had to deal with before. So then I have to do all that stuff, and then I go, and, you know, I'm over, I'm past the danger point, right? They're not mad at me anymore, and I just can't help it. Like, I just look at them and go, "You like that, right? Those are funny jokes." You guys don't like homosexuals, right? I go, "Who are you Beautiful. kidding?" I saw broke back mountain. Uh, it's right out back no, you there, did isn't it? it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I brought them like right back to Aiton. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I'm like, I saw Broke Back Mountain. Isn't it right outside? You, 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 uh, <laughs> you think you were nervous because you know they all were, were packing? <laughs> Dude, it was funny. It they, they, really really don't have a, like, they really didn't have a good sense of humor. No. But I did yeah, right. well. Hey, the club owner invited me back. That's all that matters. Really? Yeah. Maybe he's using you as gun fodder. <laughs> and then I even went on to say, and then I, wait a minute, I even went on to say, you know what, normally after I do my stuff, I stick around to watch the other talent, but I hate right. country music. Like, that's all right. Uh, 
Next time you go on stage at that place, make sure you look in the mirror and see if see if the owner of the place pulled the old high school prank of putting a target on your back. <laughs> you know, I don't you know might turn around even, and be surprised. <laughs> I don't know if I should have even told that joke because I have a guy. I mean that story because I have a guy in Houston that's flying me out to do a show out there, and um, I've been posting all over Facebook for people to listen to this. So I hope you didn't hear that because now I'll probably get a phone call. You know what? <laughs> We don't really need you in Houston anymore. Thanks, pal. Like, oh, <laughs> well, happened? you're you're reformed though. Now you understand. It was a learning experience, and you know how to handle a Texas crowd. No, so now I you're both. 20, if I see twenty-five cowboy hats in Houston, I'm going to say the same exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. listen, dude. I'm trying to throw you a bone, but you're freaking smart enough and listen to me here. Hello, geez, put your lawyer on you, Jake. Oh, you're, no. you're right, you're right, Rob. I, I, you're right. I'll never say that joke again. I'm not going to wear a big giant cowboy hat myself. <laughs> too little, too late. He's not legal yeah. to hear it anyway. Don't worry about it. Nobody the 300, hears it. So. Three hundred pound Italian guy with a cowboy hat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a huge and a huge belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Mike. Yeah. I'm gonna get you a big bandit? old ten gallon hat. Oh, yeah. Big <laughs> Sicilian guy Mike is. <laughs> Remember Enos Bordette from Smokey guy. and the Bandit? What's what? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember Smokey yeah. and Bandit, Paul Williams yeah. and that guy, Big Enos, little Enos. Oh, yeah, get that sure. exact suit. We're wear that exact suit on stage and use it. No, you got it now. You yeah. got to get pictures and send them to us. <laughs> Seriously, I want to get a camcorder into this <laughs> Texan club. Because if it goes wrong, man, I want that video. <laughs> Not that I'm opposed to you or anything. I love you and everything, but I want that video, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's me just right. getting trampled. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll definitely go viral. <laughs> that'll go viral. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might not be a bad idea, dude. I just set up a camera and get myself like beat, like beat seriously beat like to within an inch of my life. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wearing a big penis for that costume with boots and that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't even know, dude. You have no idea. You have no idea. When you go around the country, you don't know what you're gonna run into. I did this little tour, right? I did a show in Chicago. Man, I, you know, it's like, oh, this is great. First of all, there's parts of Chicago, dude, where they will rip your lungs out through your left nostril for 15 cents. I'm not lying to you. Like, like, I like to explore things, but there's some bad parts of Chicago. So I'm in Chicago. I'm looking around. I got to do the show. And then, you know, I just got, I mean, it's one of the greatest cities in the world, no doubt. And it, you know if you're if you're lucky enough to live where Oprah lives, you know what I mean. But I just got a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I said, you know, I don't even want to hang in, in here any anymore. So I'm just going to get in the sh- in the car, and um, I had one of those deep dish pizzas at at the what is it, something East Pizza was really good. So I get in the car and I go, you know what, I'm fed. My my show is done. I don't want to, you know, I'm just I want to get a head start. I'm just going to start driving west a little, dude. 600 miles of corn. I'm not lying to you. Like, as soon as you leave Chicago, you hit corn. And I'm not talking corn where you see houses and there's a few stalks of corn around the house. 
I'm talking t- corn where you see nothing but corn. Like no yeah, building, children. No. Corn. <laughs> There's something <laughs> weird going on with that corn. You know. Like nobody. I'm now afraid of corn. <laughs> if you walk in the room and hear corn, I run out of the room screaming. I'm not lying. And you stop like three o'clock in the morning for like gas. That issues with corn. And there's people trying to give you corn, and I'm like, you some corny people, man. Just listen. I don't care. They're like, you know, all this corn here is getting sold to Frito Lay, and there's 313 varieties of corn. Do you know there's corn syrup and everything? I'm like. Yeah, just sure. shut up, you and your corn. I, I mean, I know they say people in New York are nasty, but it's because we got sure. more stuff to talk about than corn. Right, right. There's just corn, well, corn, corn, yeah. corn, corn. You know, there's corn on the cob and green and then you corn. In Chicago, and, and you're like, everything's yeah. cool in Chicago. Corn dogs. Yeah, dude, don't talk about corn. Did you drive out of Chicago or in it? In yeah, because I set up these little shows on the way. And sure, I, it was something I always wanted to see. I love to see things I've never seen. I love to see How different about? places. You know, sure. So I said, let me do this. I'm going to set up some shows, and I'm going to see the country. And, you know, it was all culminating in a show I I was lucky enough to get to do at the Ice House in Pasadena, which yeah. is, like, one of the greatest comedy clubs in America. You know, and um, Bobby Oliver runs, runs a couple shows out there, and she invited me. I was like, don't even invite me because I'll come right now. She's like, yeah, come on. So, so I said, all right. So I said, let me do this. I want to get a couple shows lined up on the way, and uh, I want to stay in L.A. for a couple weeks and, and um, do some stuff out there and then line up a couple shows on the way home. Hence, the shows in Texas were almost got killed. But, um, you know, you, you don't realize uh, driving across the country, you think, you know, we live in our own little world, you know, and you think everything is this, you know, dude, it's a, it's a weird country. You know, you, sure you hit all that corn, then you get to Denver, and uh, all they ever talk about is, you know, if you watch a football game, you know, the football team has to come in a day early to acclimate to Denver, and, you know, yeah. so I'm in Denver, I'm breathing fine. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not, what's the problem? Dude, Denver's not the problem. You know, when you're in Denver, there should be signs, like, if you're fat, and you've never been here before, do not drive any further west. Because I left Denver driving west. Denver's 5,100 feet. And so right. that's high, but it's not that high. You start driving west, you go up 12, 13,000 feet into the mountains. And yeah. I'm driving up the mountain, passing out. Like, my vision's blurry. I'm, I couldn't see. I didn't know what. I thought it was a panic attack. I didn't know. There's such a thing called acute altitude sickness. So I'm, in, I'm all by myself, blacking out in a car, driving up the mountain in Colorado. Literally had to call the police to ask for help. And I'm like, well, I can't I can't drive anymore. I can't, I'm shaking. I can't see straight. They're like, you big wuss. Get back in the car. Get out of Colorado, you sissy. Where are you from, New York? You know, but I literally had to stay in a hotel for a day to get myself used to being in that altitude before I could drive anymore. All these little weird wow. things you don't even think about. Then you hit Utah, you don't see anybody. It looks like, <laughs> you know, like a Martian tundra. And you mm-hmm. go through Vegas, and um, finally you get into Los Angeles, and you're like, ah. Oh. Because I'm familiar with Los Angeles. I've been there many times. But mm-hmm. the stuff in between is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. Did you ever go uh, doing your Chicago gig? Did you ever do uh, one of your gigs in uh, Gary, Indiana? 
No, 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 no. But I, I was very into like Gary, Indiana, uh, you know, because yeah. I saw it on the map as I was driving. And of course, I know that's yeah. the birthplace of Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's, it's pretty real scary. scary. Michael Jackson, but any entertainer has you to kind of access the scary. Go to, to Gary. Kind of, yeah, that's where he was born, right? But you know, yeah, I, I, I think he's got to owe something to Michael Jackson. I mean, the guy was sure. the greatest entertainer that ever lived. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But his so hometown like, is oh, very scary. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't stop. I was like, love you, Mikey, but I'm driving through this one. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be the train, too. The train goes through maybe the really bad part of town. Because when I went in and out of there on the train, it was like, oh, God, we're stopping in Gary. <laughs> but you know what? Like you say, the home the home of the ultimate entertainer, you know, I mean, the shit you've said in Texas, you might as well go to Gary and crack some uh, racial jokes. <laughs> but you know something. Will, I, you know something. I love. I love. I mean, yeah. Forgive me. I'm 45 years old. I guess the correct term is African American audiences. I love them, and they love me. You know, I. Yeah. I uh, a lot of the stuff I've done in New York, like my first show I ever did in New York was at a place called the Murray Hill Comedy Club. So mm. I I come back up from Florida to hit this comedy club and. um the first show I do, after the comedians, there's going to be some rap guys on stage. Mm-hmm. So the first three rows in this comedy club are ra- hardcore rappers with their hats <laughs> turned sideways. Oh, boy. And they're just, I get on stage, this <laughs> fat white guy. Dude, they <laughs> look like, if seriously, like I thought they were just going to go and stab me to death before I even opened my <laughs> mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I just looked at them, I'm like, I just grabbed the microphone. I just looked at him and go, what are you looking at? You know, like, what are you, you know, who cares? Look at you losers. But let me tell you, there's a family show here. I can't tell you some of the stuff I said to them on yeah, this show. All right. You could just but bleep yourself while you're doing this. it. They were, all, they were all cool enough. When when I was done with my set and this, and the this stuff was over, to come over, every one of them gave me a hug and told me they thought it was great. So you know, I think they're. I think it's great audience because, hey, you have to perform. They're they're not going to give it to you. You know what sure. I mean. You have to make them laugh. And 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 sure. as an audience, I, you know, there's no polite laughter. Either you're funny or you're not. And I love that. I I love that. But um, you know, I have a good time. You know, and I do this stuff in Harlem sometimes. And I'm literally the only white guy in the building. And uh, I say some stuff. I don't know if you guys know Smokey Suarez. He's he's kind of a big enough guy. He opens for some real big acts. And I get up, I do my stuff, and I got I was getting some really big laughs. And he grabs the microphone, and the audience is still laughing. And he goes, "You like that? You like that white guy?" And everybody's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, then give it up for the white precious." I'm like, "You little look at you. You look like a burnt cigarette." I mean, you're not even big enough to be a burnt cigar, but you know it's cool. I, so I love that. I, I love anybody laughs at my jokes, dude. You could, I don't care if you're purple. Give me a hug. Purple, I like yeah. my comedy. You're my best uh, friend. I hate those purples. Ugh. Damn people. <laughs> <laughs> and the greens. Ah, go to hell. Go straight to hell. Really, the only show I ever did where I didn't get a tremendous response was that one in Texas. Literally. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. know. They take themselves too seriously, I think. And I don't mean Texas as a whole. It was that one place where I was. You know, 
and, and and I feel bad because I hear from a lot of guys I know that because it was near Austin, and uh, I hear there's a lot of college kids there, and sometimes these spots are great, and I just hit a bad spot. It was like literally 55 to 65 year old cowboys, and like two tables of uh, full of like migrant farmers from Mexico <laughs> who weren't gonna laugh because they don't know what I was saying. I'm not being mean. They just didn't know what I was saying. That could be part. That could be part of the problem. There's a language barrier. It was your accent. They couldn't even understand what you were saying anyway. So they weren't mad at you. They just didn't know what the hell you were saying. <laughs> no, I kept. I kept trying to get. I kept trying to get one of the Mexican guys to talk. I'm like, do you understand anything I'm saying, sir? <laughs> Nod your head if you understand me. Should I do a Viejo, sir. <laughs> And then I, I told, I, yeah, it's true. It's it's like we really are turning into the Tower of Babel. I mean, it really. Like I met right, a chick right. in Miami wow. not too long ago. Right, mm-hmm. my sons are really cool. I have two sons, and um, they they kind of it's kind of funny. Like we go to Miami a lot, uh, and my sons and I, and we'll walk around, and I, and it's really like they'll they'll be in the swimming pool swimming at the hotel, right? They'll be hanging out, and there's another little kid in the pool. They're hanging out. There's one beautiful girl. This is a true story. There's one beautiful girl laying by the pool. She's about 26 years old. Now, it's oh, funny that I would even talk to a 26-year-old gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, funny, ha ha. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I sit next to her. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, she's like, hi. how you doing? She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, hi. You know? I'm like, Let me ask you, yeah, you're 40. Yeah. I'm like, you live in Miami or you vacation? She goes, no, I live here. I go, why are you staying in such an expensive hotel if you live here? She goes, I'm just taking a couple of days to relax. I go, what do you do? She goes, I'm an event planner. I go, mm. event planner? I go, I'll use you for some stuff. And she goes, well, no, no, no I do big big parties. No, you're crappy-ass little parties. Yeah. I go, no, I'll use you for some stuff. I go, what, you don't know who I am? And she goes, uh-huh. no, who are you? I go, oh, forget it. Forget you, honey. Just lost an account. Because <laughs> I had her convinced. No, I had her convinced I was an actor. Right? Very nice. I get it all the time. Nice. I get Tony Soprano everywhere I go. Right? Now she's trying to so, get your number. I, You're clever. Yeah, so I, I got her convinced I'm a movie star. <laughs> and my and, and now she's going, yeah, I remember you in that movie. I'm going, see, there you go. Now we can talk, honey. And there you go. meanwhile, the back of my head is like, you know, I wish my kids weren't here, and I wish I could really <laughs> spend two hours really taking this to, like, the ultimate conclusion. Two, two, three son, hours, maybe. My son Blake walks over, and he's a real cute Uh-oh. kid. And he's got a deep voice, and he's like, oh, come on, Dad. Don't tell me you're talking to this girl now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like squirt. Oh, man. Half, you know the, what I women, half the people on the planet are women. You have to talk sure. to a girl once while. Calm down. Yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, sure. And he looks at the girl and he goes like this. Did he tell you he's a movie star? <laughs> uh, like, Did he feed you, you that line? Your, why don't you go drown yourself in the deep end of the pool squirt? <laughs> Walk off the deep end. So listen, you know the best way to fund a nice vacation? You go to Miami and live like a, a really, you know, like a rock star, like you're, like you're a movie star. You know the best way to do that, don't you? How? Sell all your gold and silver. Right, Mike? Yeah, oh, exactly. so you're trying to get some business in there. If you I was get, say, if you put, get, a, put, put <laughs> a money, money business. Account. Listen, 
<laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to have a, you want a vacation, you can't afford to go on your vacation. Everyone tries to go on a vacation once a year, right? If you yeah, can't absolutely. do it this year, you're having a hard time. You need to find an honest guy that'll buy your gold and silver for almost what its true value is. You can't go, you know, eighty, ninety percent. Some of these guys want to give you half of the the cost of your gold and silver, right, Mike? Yeah, I yeah. I sell, I sell a lot of gold. I got. I have like thirteen thousand cougarons under my pillow. <laughs> I don't know there what you go. <laughs> then you need to go to a buyer of dot com and sell all your cougar your doubloons in your chest <laughs> at the chest of your bed down there at the end of your bed. Sell all those doubloons to our friend Greg up in Central New York, a buyer of dot com, because he's the most honest gold and silver guy on the planet. Yes. But um That's cool. Can you mail That's him stuff right. in, like some of those big places, or you, uh... well, you know, he, you know he'll tell you don't don't mail it to me in advance, like these other like these people. That don't call them any names, but <laughs> because he'll want to talk to you first and find out what you have and and try to evaluate it before, because he can't, he doesn't want it. Honestly, it's a it's a liability sending stuff in like that. What if it gets lost? Who knows who's got it? Then they call you up saying you got my right. stuff, and you're like, no, I don't have it. You can't do it like that. You can't trust people to do it like that. So he don't want it in advance. He wants to talk to you, evaluate it, see what you have, maybe get some pictures and talk to you about, you know, the background and get the whole deal. So, but he, yeah, but he he will, you know, if if it comes right down to it, he'd really rather have you come in the store and do face to face business like the old fashioned days over there uh, near Oneida. Yeah, a buyer. I got a couple of window chains I could bring in there. There you mm. go. Bring them in. A couple, yeah, sure. couple of Guido chains that really aren't working for me anymore. <laughs> a couple of Guido chains. <laughs> I look a little silly with the big Guido bling on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, hold one second. I think we got a, we have a little something, a little audio okay. about fire, gold, and silver. It's just hanging around here. I just found it. Hold on. A buyer of gold and silver, coins and jewelry, is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. There you go. Excellent. Very cool. So I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the show, but we had to get that in before quarter till the hour, or, or we don't get paid. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or they'll, they, actually, they actually prepay us, so we'd have to give them some money back. <laughs> yeah. like, no, already I don't spent do it. it. I don't do refunds. I want shopping. Gone. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, I'm the best guy you could have on there for that commercial. I get some Guidos to go up there. <laughs> yeah. That one's doing too good right now. Hey, guys, bring a couple of gold down and out. up this way. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a down and out Guido, dude. Nothing. Oh, worse. man. <laughs> Imagine. I don't know any, so I can't. Like, this comedy that. stuff doesn't pay what I'm used to making, and the comedy's yeah. bad. Like, mm. you know, I got to worry about buying lasagna and stuff nowadays. That's just not fair. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying to you. It used to be, like, I'd sit down every night and have a nice dinner. And I'm like, oh, do I really have to go to Subway? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mike, you ever <laughs> try the Subway meatballs? <laughs> no, they're probably just one step above Chef Boyardee, though, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, they're, one they're, step yeah. above? I don't know about that. My mom's up in, her, in, in heaven looking down at me going, you need that meatball, I swear to God. 
<laughs> She's rolling it's in her grave. In the white meatball, right? <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I can't do it. My mom used to make the best meatballs. <laughs> you put uh, one hand on that meatball. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a sing on on stage. I was telling everybody I had to contact my mother, but she's you know she's gone. She passed away. So I had to have a seance. I had to go call a go to one of these fortune tellers. I was desperate. I had to talk to my mom. And I was like, you know what? I hated this woman because I knew she was lying. She's not really going to talk to my mom. And the more she's making me think my mom's going to start talking, the more I want to strangle her. And I go, oh. and all of a sudden I hear it come out of her mouth. She goes, what? What do you want? I'm making meatballs for Jesus. What? I go, Mom. Uh, uh. She really did get my mother. Mom. <laughs> Because she probably yeah. would do that, my mom. She'd probably be up there making meatballs for people. Like, be like Mary Lou, it's heavy. You don't have to cook no more. She'd be like, no, no, no. Can you get me a pot, please? Like, I need to make some meatballs. Jesus will love my meatballs. <laughs> Everybody loves the meatballs. Yeah, my mother yeah. was a crazy. Yeah, my mom was crazy, dude. You know, she used to shove the food down your throat. I mean, literally. <laughs> shove the food down your throat. And I'm not talking about just what was in your dish. Like, the serving dishes had to be empty. You know? Because you would start just hearing, I don't cook for myself. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, Ma, I literally can't eat anymore. And then she would feed me like this, like, daily. Like, I would just, you know, I was like 613 pounds. And every once in a while, she had a little glimpse of reality would hit her. And she would just look at me and go, keep eating. Pretty soon, you're going to get splat. All over the wall. Oh, my like, God. Okay. Well, my How's it going with the weight issues, then? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, um, I was literally almost 600 pounds at one time. My first really? wife. Wow. wow. Yeah. My first wife, God rest her soul, and she's not dead, but I kind of I say that huh. because I don't blame her <laughs> seen her again. No, but for seven years. That's you filed Yeah, you tore your shirt. You tore your shirt. You said you're dead to me. Right? <laughs> she was funny. She was Italian. She was Italian girl. And, uh, uh, you know, they say marry your own. No. No. Two nasty no. Italian people in the same house does not work. <laughs> but she didn't right. cook for seven years. So we, I ate out three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven years. I gained 10 pounds a week. Whew. Wow. Yeah, and she went to her mother's house every night to hang out. And wow. uh, she'd come home like quarter to ten every night. Mm. I'd be sitting on the floor watching TV. And she'd throw a quart of haagen ice cream at me. Mm. And she's kind of, i got to admit, she's funny. Because I never understood it when, when it was happening. Uh-huh. But years later, I asked her, Judy, why did she come home every night and throw a quart of ice cream at me? Because she'd stop in the store. Buy a quart of Hagen Dazs ice cream, throw it at me, go get me a spoon. And I go, why don't you throw the ice cream at me every night? She goes, so you'd shut up and not ask me where I was all night. <laughs> <laughs> Very and clever. That was good. Yeah, so I, I got to be like 600 and something pounds. Literally had a 66-inch <laughs> waist. Literally. Wow. It was wow. yeah, it was horrifying. But I lost all that weight. I mean, I lost all of it. And uh, I had two operations to remove skin. Is this depressing? Wow. Is this comical? Oh, no? wow. No, but yeah, this is, but this is hilarious, dude. Three. You're nailing it. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious. This is like Dr. So Oz rolled into you. Uh... <laughs> so the skin hung to my knees like an apron, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it was not good. So I went and got it cut off. 
Now I have nowhere oh, for weight to go. I have nowhere oh, right. to go. So if I gain any weight at all, it sits right in front of me because there's nowhere mm. else to carry it. So I'm really not as heavy as I look, but I look like I'm pregnant because all the all the baggage and saddlebags and everything is in one cut off thrown in the garbage. Hmm. Yeah, so I have nowhere wow. for the weight to go, but my bottom of my face and the very front of my stomach. So I look like I'm, but physically I'm only about 40 pounds too heavy right now, which is not a lot for a guy that's been 600 pounds. But I'm doing all right. Wow. right. I, I don't oh, care. Wow. After years of reflection, years and years <laughs> of reflection, I find out, but I am a food-loving man whore. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself. Embrace your, em, embrace your inner man whore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know funny, Rob? Man whore. I tweeted that the other day. I what's tweeted that? that, you know, I finally figured out that I'm a food-loving man whore and I love myself. So, of course, my <laughs> son, Brandon, who's a genius, is looking over my shoulder and goes, you're a food-loving man whore? So together, they start talking back and forth. That's a food-loving man whore. So they decide, they decide that if I was a woman, my name should either be Peggy or Beth, because those are probably good names for fat girls, right? So they decide I'm Peggy. So for two days, I'm Peggy the food-loving man whore. <laughs> then finally, I had enough. I go, you know what, guys, one more time. And you're going to be called patient number one and patient number two. And you're going to be in the emergency room. They're going to go, why does this guy have a car up into his chest? Go ahead. Call me Peggy the food loving man or again. <laughs> Nurse, patient number two still has dad's foot in his butt. What are we going to do here? It's a sad that's surgically removed from there. <laughs> yeah, their, their mother it was my second wife. She was a Honduran immigrant. And uh, she was about five foot one inch tall. No, not even five foot tall. Yeah, beautiful little girl. She sits down next to me in a, in a nightclub. This is my life, right? She sits down next to me, and I go, what do you want? Like, what, do I look like an idiot? Like, I'm just going to give you my wallet or something? What do you want from me? <laughs> and there's a mirror behind us, and she takes my head, and she turns my face around, and she goes, I come to sit next to you because you have a nice face, but you know what? F you. And she gets up and marches away. All I had to do was let her walk away, Mike, Rob, yeah. not me. No, only no. kidding. Come on back. Seven years oh, old. Yeah, could have just let it go, huh? Would have changed All everything. All I did was just say, see you. <laughs> All right, but, but then, regret. like you say, you wouldn't would, have my kids, huh? There you go. That's a, that's it right there. Blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. F Jew yeah. 2 and F Jew and F Jew 2. F Jew. Well, she said the word. Sounds like a song. I said, what are you, a little Sandinista freedom fighter? Remember those days? Uh, what are you, a transfer? What's going on with Sandinista you? freedom fighter. Yeah, go, just sit her down there, baby girl. And then I started dating her. And I had to go hang out in, like, you know, all the Spanish bodegas and stuff in the Union City. They all smell like bleach. I mean, God bless them. Yeah. Now I love the Spanish people. You know, I have a lot sure. of Spanish friends now. And the smell but of bleach, then, you're was, addicted to that, right? Uh-huh. We're in the store. You go in the stores, Mike, they smell like bleach. You're a little grossed out. Tell the truth. You're like, oh. Oh, totally. So you got to get used to it. We walk by the meat case. This is when I said I knew there was going to be a problem with this woman. We walk by the meat case, and there's like a tray <laughs> with little brains mm-hmm. on the tray. Oh, like, boy. I guess they're cat brains, right? What? And I go, I go, oh, what's that? 
I go, what is that, brains? No. <laughs> and she turns around. My people eat these things. Is that okay with you? Yeah, baby. No. I didn't say nothing. Well, I'm just asking. So she buys yeah, a brain. Buys a brain. <laughs> now, wait a minute. you got to let me get this out because this is stunning, but oh, okay. I go through. Oh, boy. She buys a brain. I don't think nothing oh. of it. I go, she's going to eat a brain. God bless her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... The next morning, I wake up, I smell this metallic smell. I don't know what it is. never smelled it before. I walk in the brains in a frying pan. No, come on. Yeah. I go, oh, you're going to eat your brain? Uh, Are you going to eat your brain? She goes, no, you are. uh -uh. I go, no, I ain't eating no brain, baby. I ate the friggin' brain, dude. The girl went nuts. I had to eat part of the brain. It was the nastiest thing I ever... I go, aren't you eating I'm sure. She goes, I don't eat that garbage. <laughs> she bought it just to make me eat it because she thought I was insulting Spanish people. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't oh, any boy. normal guy just get rid of that girl right then and there? Would you just say, oh, dude, uh, before that, you know, I got to tell you, I'd have to see her first to make that judgment. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> I mean, I don't want to jump the, the gun or anything, but, you know, yeah. the language thing sounds a little kind of cool and, you know, whatever. That is that is bizarre, but if she, but but if she has an infomaniac, I mean that would play. That would, that would weigh in her favor. You know, you got to think about it like this. You don't know. Yeah, that way in her favor. The woman pulled the the thing they all pull on me, dude. The first two months, they're magical. They're like these these blessings from heaven. They're like, oh my god, are are you really that wonderful? And then like you spend the next six years trying to get a week of that first two months back, and you just can't. You know what I mean? Like, right. I thought she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Nope. But but I love her. She's a she's a good woman. She does a good job with my kids. You know, sure. and so I'm very lucky. I couldn't do this if uh, if I had to take care of the kids full time. I mean, they're my sons if I had to take care of my wood. But I'm very lucky uh-huh. that she's a good mother. You know, it couldn't... I mean, it's not nice to have two kids and you can't stay married and and you have to get divorced. But really, I got pretty lucky with the fact that me and her get along fine now. Even though she's even got a good sense of humor, she hears me joke about her. She just give me the finger or something. But she knows that she knows it's all a uh, she knows it's all in good fun. So that's why we didn't put a contract on her. We let we let her live. She does okay with the kids. And mm-hmm. there were a few times I was going to call some guys up in Jersey just for like. <laughs> Come on down, guys. I just can't take her anymore. But she's all right now. We get along much better. Now I gave her... I left the house. <laughs> it's amazing how much more women love you when you just leave your home. <laughs> You're like, you know what? You just keep full of shit. What's he saying? Did he tell me to shut up a little bit? I think he's selling some gold and silver. All right, let me shut up while you sell some more gold and silver. No, you know what that reminds me of? What are you doing, making a, making a gold and silver transaction? What, we, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> in, in our plush Manhattan studio, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we I, had a, I had a business deal like going down. <laughs> uh-huh. I was hawking some, selling all my uh, Guido chains. <laughs> there you, you got go. some Guido chains, right? I would look fun with those on, right? I'm a short, white, fat guy with my Guido chains on. I look mm-hmm. like one of those guys that wants to be some other race. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm all white and pale. 
<laughs> I right. go to the beach and I bring an umbrella, I still get a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> That ridiculous yeah. or what? <laughs> right, so we'll make, cut my business make... deal out of the thing early. I thought I walked far enough away from the phone. <laughs> no, sorry. Right. Yeah, I, I um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I tan pretty good. Thank yeah. God. I do too. I think, I think if I stayed white, somebody would think I was like a one of those albino whales or something on the beach. But since I was, yeah, I'm about uh, I'm about one I'm about one gene away. <laughs> I'm about one gene away from albino. I gotta tell you, dude. I gotta tell you. Some, sometimes I do look at you, and your eyes do look a little pinkish. <laughs> so, no, I lo- that's I, the red I love coming up. Creatures, so I really do. Um, <laughs> I dated a woman down here in Florida. She kind of reminded me of a manatee. Was, was not wow, good. I can see. I can see why you'd be into that. I mean, no, no. Actually, I look girls at those get man- pretty mad at me because I talk. <laughs> I get I talk on stage about like I don't really like to date fat women. Yeah, they get so yeah. mad. They're like, "But you're fat." I'm like, I don't know if I got to explain this to you, but the geometry just does not work out. <laughs> you don't understand. You, know, you got me with this big stomach. Her with that big stomach. Things are just not working. I don't know. Plus, I mm. think there's more girls that like fat guys than there are fat guys that like fat girls. Well, you know what it is. You talk I just heard. I you... just heard. I heard it. You you're talking about you talking about sense yeah. of humor. When you grow up, when you're fat, like I was a fat kid, you have to be funny. You know what I mean? Because if you're not funny, you just get beat up on mercilessly. Sure. Like in, in, yeah. in grammar school, I was raised by three women. And I don't know if you know Italian women. They're all very, you know, like my grandmother. <laughs> all she did every day. My grandfather. This is no lie. I could talk about him because he's dead. He was a low level enforcer <laughs> in the mafia, right? His okay. name was Pistol. Oh. That was his name, Pistol. The guy was oh, wow. nuts, right? Yeah, he had bad temper. Everybody was afraid of him. So when I was small and they kind of saw I was going to be a big kid, they started pounding into my head. Don't hit nobody. Don't be like Grandpa. Don't hit anybody. Don't hit nobody. Mm. So I'd go to school literally like kids would line up just to punch me in the face because all I knew <laughs> was not to hit. <laughs> like I was just standing there like an idiot. <laughs> like you could do whatever you wanted to do. And they didn't realize, like, I'd go home and I'd be like, hey, Graham, like, six people beat me up today. You think I could hit somebody back tomorrow? No. Wow. <laughs> you got to learn to use your, you know, you got to learn to be a little funny. And, you know, I have, like, this one friend, yeah, you know, he's a good friend of mine. We don't really talk anymore. But for years, we were good friends. He's 6'6", six, six, good-looking guy. We go to Hooters, literally. <laughs> we go to Hooters to eat or have a drink. And I'm 450, 500 pounds. And we would sit at the table for a half hour. The waitress would be all giggling and smiley over me. And he'd be like, and he'd come right out and say, but you're a fat <laughs> Why does she like you? I'm like, idiot, I know how to talk. You know what I mean? People aren't that stupid. Yeah. What are they going to do with you after they get you, know, get you home, sticking in the corner like a statue? You're an imbecile. <laughs> so I think it's like, you know, you have one or the other. You can talk real good or you're just good looking. Mm. Although I'm good looking, Mike. I don't know if you saw my. my, (laughs) I mean, I'm good looking. You you know, Mike, you know where we get that from, Mike? Is our grandmothers, right? Every time you walk in a room, your Italian kid all you hear is, oh, quando si bella. How beautiful. Look how beautiful. And I just walk around like, I'm beautiful, right? Like, 
I go out in the street. If you don't call me beautiful, I think there's something wrong with you. What are you talking about? You're beautiful. My grandma told me every day I was beautiful. You know what's beautiful? What? Golden silver? You know what's really beautiful? Golden silver. Golden silver. (laughs) You want to sell it? You know where to go to to sell it. It's a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. I went so I went to this business seminar. Right, Mike Bova here has business seminars. He talks a lot about online marketing and basically business, strategic business stuff and advertising because he's a publisher up here, Madison County Courier. And um, I met this business thing, and so I'm sitting there and I'm I'm kind of helping out and stuff like that. And this guy comes in. The first thing this guy says to me, I just remembered this when I was thinking about this last time. The first thing he says to me, I got one of those little notebooks sitting on the table, and I'm typing in names of people, whoever's already paid, who hasn't paid, and stuff like that. This wise guy comes in, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey, you got any adult computers around? Because <laughs> of my little notebook. <laughs> first, thing, first thing this guy ever says to me, he's like, hey, what's the matter? You couldn't get an adult computer? I'm like, oh, funny guy. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to tell him, get the frig out of here. <laughs> Good thing I didn't. Cause, well, so I didn't really know who he was. I guess Mike, Mike's known him for a while. I didn't know who he was. and So I start talking to him. <laughs> he starts talking. He goes, he shows me a fork. And I'm like, uh-oh, where's this, where's this crazy guy going? He goes, hey, I just bought this fork. I'm like, oh, yeah? Good for you. I said, um, you know, I'm a business guy. I'm like, how much you get? Or rather, he bought the fork. I said, well, how much did you pay for it? And he says, Oh, $45. I said, all right. I said, what's it worth? <laughs> Thinking it's got to be worth. The guy's got to know it's worth more than 45 He goes, oh, probably around $50. And I said, oh, so the, whoever you bought it from got a pretty good deal, and you're going to make whatever, your percent off of it. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I always give people, I always give people, you know, you know, between 80 90% of what the face value is. He goes, there's a lot of guys try to try to get it for 50%. He goes, I figure this guy's in hard times. He needs a few extra bucks. I don't want to take advantage of people when they're having hard times. And that's his whole core. That's Greg's whole core of his business. He he wants to make a profit, but he doesn't want to kill people when they're having a hard time. And that's really what all people that buy gold and silver, that's what they should be like. Anyway, Greg's at a buyer of goldandsilver.com. Everybody goes he sounds, like a, he sounds like a great guy. And you know what people don't realize? They, they think everything's profit. It's it's not. You have to pay for phones. He's got to pay for advertising. He's sure. got to exactly. pay for this building. He's got to, you know, if he's, whatever employees he's got. It's not yeah. just profit. It's not. Uh, oh, no. he's making forty dollars off of you no. Know, I mean, right. A big part of a big part of that has to go to keep. You know, doesn't just stick it in his pocket. So that sounds like a really good guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a good he's guy, good. and that's what I'm saying too. It's like you only made like something like what did I say, forty fifty cent. 10-20% profit, you know 10% of that goes back into the business to keep it going, at least. Yeah. So, you know, he's making a profit, but in the long run, I, I I think Mike knows this. Really, if you're doing business and you're a good business person, you're really, first and foremost, you're helping people get something accomplished. And then, number two, you're going to make a profit, and you're not going to even know you're working while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know you're general, working, now, now you get a lot of crooked business guys, but we don't do business with them. Mike does, and I don't. And uh, that's what it is. And comedians, comedians are the ultimate entrepreneurs because they go for a long, long time. They go longer than, you know, average entrepreneur, five, ten years, sometimes fifteen years before they make a, they really hit it big. You know, comedians go a long time too. And you're self promoters, and you got to get your face out there and self promote, market yourself, and it's a tough, freaking thing. But if you believe in it and you enjoy it and you can make a, 
a little start out maybe making minimum wage if you're lucky then eventually you know what somebody somebody takes that leap and says hey guess what i like you come on here i'm going to put you on the circuit bam it's good to right. go but that's yeah, what great is he's it, a good it, business it, guy. It, is, it is called you know it's funny you guys with the business just you know i i've met a lot of comedians already okay and they don't a lot of them don't understand it. it's 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 show business it's not right. called show right. anything else. Very, it really is true. a business. You know, you, you have to be, if you tell somebody you're going to be there at 9 o'clock, you have to be there at 9 o'clock. I mean, if you, because you, you can you can burn a lot of bridges, and, and uh, sure. it's the same way you're talking about your friend with the gold and silver. I mean, if you, you're going to stick people. You know, I, I'm always grateful. Like, my, my humor is, is a little bit hard edge, you know, blah, 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 blah. This not me in person, though. In person, it's like, hey, thank you so much. Oh, you let me get on stage. Thank you. Oh, and, and when I do that, I mean, for the most part, you know, I'm on time. I'm not going to make you wait. I'm not going to make you sweat. Oh, is this guy coming? You hear some of these guys that are moving up and they're doing pretty good. And uh, next thing you know, every time somebody books them for a show, they got to be sweating bullets until the guy gets there. Or they get there and they're trying to... Uh, you know, make it with all the cocktail waitresses, and you know it's not respectful. You know what I mean? You have to, right. you have to treat it like a business, and you have to, yeah. you know, you have to. And, and and I think I have an edge because I've been in my own business since I'm 21. You know, I do granite right. countertops and cabinets and right. and all right. stuff. Yeah, and my yeah, my first business when I was in my early 20s was a termite business. You want to talk about something that's not fun? You know, you go in somebody's house and find twenty thousand dollars worth of termite damage they didn't even know they had. You know, you really have to uh be a good talker to get out of that stuff because they you know, that's what I specialized in. I did I, I I made friends with a bunch of realtors and I was like, you know, if you have a bad home inspection, call me. So these people would have a home inspection, find out that they have termites. I'd go to the house, the main beam shot, twenty feet of silk plate shot, and uh next thing you know, I'm explaining to these people that are selling their house and counting on every penny that, you know, they need to spend $35,000 to get the house in shape. And wow. it's, you know, you, yeah. you got to do what you say you can do. And you got to, right. you know. That's right. So, gotta, so you got to do more than you stuff. say, you know. Yeah. And I do the same thing in my comedy, man. I don't care. I mean, I go out to, I go places and, uh, like, I don't do, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I have my little difficulties in Jacksonville because this is kind of where I started. So I really didn't understand things, um, and I made friends with a lot of the comedians. And, you know, when you really make friends with people and stuff, it's like any other close family, little problems can pop up. So I've had little issues in Jacksonville where I'm like, freak you guys, I'm not even coming out no more. I don't need to be out in Jacksonville. <laughs> but everywhere else I go, everything, you know, like I'm very cool. It's like, you know, if I have to sit, if, if they tell me I'm going to go on at 9.15, but I can't get on until quarter to ten. I, I could care less. You know what I mean? I see other comedians like, man, this, this is starting late. And I'm like, dude, you're a comedian. Be a little funny about it. Like, you know. Okay. You know, but um, that's all. It's all it's show business. Then I get to meet the people. Joe ain't in business. You got it. You nailed it right there. I go to Texas and get beat up. Right. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <Like> right. <guy. laughs> <laughs> Somebody's yeah, got to take one for the team, Mikey. <laughs> I'm going to videotape myself getting beat up in Houston for you to send it to you guys. I love you. Oh, gonna, I love this guy. <laughs> you can expand the video. 
It's a shame we're not on TV because I really am good looking. Thrilled. Uh, that's beautiful. You'd be like, where'd you get this guy? We <laughs> uh, found him on the streets oh, of no. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Jersey. When. Somewhere in the swamps of Jersey, like the like Bruce would say. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Mike, you're right over there? Did you have yeah, any I'm good. I'm good. Mike, I'm actually... You got any energy? Yeah. yeah I'm actually... with this spaghetti before you go on. Just for you have some, <laughs> some sugar. Well, you know what's really you funny, dude? A carb load. You know, <laughs> you know what's really funny? You mentioned Subway. That's what I had for for dinner. It's like, did you have Subway <laughs> for dinner? We did, That's yeah. That's pitiful, the kids... Mikey. That's pitiful. Oh, hey, listen, my wife... He had a meatball sandwich. My wife had to go shopping tonight, right? Did you have the meatball sandwich at Subway? What's that? Did you have the meatball sandwich at Subway? I didn't. I did not. <laughs> listen, I've never gotten the meatballs there. I, I wouldn't. My daughters are three and six. They are so Italian, dude. They tried Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs one time. They almost threw up. They're like, yeah, oh, God, what is this garbage? Oh, that's a staple in this house. Yeah, baby. Love those. So, yeah, what is that, Thresher? What's your nationality? Where are you from? <laughs> Thresher, oh, we're, we're pretty much mutt. It's pretty much English. He's a mutt. England and my yeah. kids are Welsh, and, and we got English and Welsh, and uh, mostly mostly Thresher came from Thresher back in England. We were actually Did wheat you, thrashers, my my ancestors. I love the English culture, and, and I love the English culture. And I have some friends in London, and I'm hoping I could get out there and do some comedy soon. But sure. you people do not know how to eat. Not for nothing. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> when you're so geographically challenged that a potato famine almost destroys your entire race, you know there's food problem. We got food issues because. First of all, if you don't have potatoes, we starve to death. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The, I, I, I can't live on meatballs like you guys. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you got to live on meatballs, sausage, fudge roll. You want I make potato, potato submarine sandwiches and <laughs> salt potatoes yeah. and and you name it, potatoes. Mike, do you, does your wife make a nice fudge roll, Mike? Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my wife out there. Uh, oh boy! Oh no! Listen, listen, don't do it. No. Listen, I was. <laughs> I was telling somebody today. My my wife is a good cook. We are so busy with our lives, dude. You know what? Most of our money goes to fast food. I'm telling you. Sure. We were right. at Wendy's I last night. We've I've eaten so much fast food, dude. That when we went to Wendy's last night, I said I can't eat another hamburger, another chicken sandwich, another another fish fillet. Another uh, small fry. I got a potato last night. I got a broccoli and cheese potato from Wendy's because I'm so sick of fast food. It's crazy. I hear you. So you're saying your wife's busy. When I, you know, we'll get together. I'll make you a nice fries roll one day. You want to hear a funny story? There's no, there really wasn't. When I first came to Florida, and I'm in northeast Florida, which is like southern Georgia. It really is a horrible thing to go from New York City to Jacksonville, Florida. It really took a lot to get used to it, but but um, the truth of the matter is, there was no good Italian food. We saw a commercial for an Italian restaurant, and we went. There was a line. I never wait in line. I don't care where I am, right? But I said, let me wait because I need some Italian food. We sit down to get Italian food. I ordered chicken. What did I order? Chicken rollatini, I think. They bought me this inch and a half thick piece of chicken. In, in unsweetened cornflakes, baked dry. I swear to God, I, I couldn't eat it. And I'm a humble guy. My mother was a waitress. I don't bother people, right? 
But I said to the waitress, I said, listen, I'm not being mean. I I can't eat this. I can't swallow it. So mm. It is the, literally the most horrifying piece of chicken I've ever seen. Because, you know, in New York, you get chicken roll teenies, a thin cutlet wrapped around a beautiful melts in your mouth. I couldn't swallow a piece of the chicken. So she comes back real nasty. She goes, the chef wants to know what he could do for you. I said, well, first of all, you need to get a ladder to take the word Italian off the sign because <laughs> this place got nothing to do with Italian food. I go, second of all, take this and stick it. So over the years, they, they, a couple things. Now, they come down with Magianos comes down from Chicago. And what are you guys doing over there? Hold on. <laughs> We're having a party. Hold on. I'm getting heckled on the radio show. You know what? We brought back the party line. Remember the party line? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I got another another girl calling in. Hold on. I'll be right back, guys. Right. Go we ahead. We got to oh, listen. Lord. You're in Midtown Manhattan. You got to have a party in the studio once in a while. The frig. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I would rather talk to a chick than me, too, though. Not for nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Rob, what are you doing over there, man? I mean... Yeah, I hear, like, it's like, you have, like, a weird Pink Floyd record going on. I'm waiting here, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I told you we're having a party, Mike. you got to come to the studio. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I like your kind of parties. <laughs> I wanted to come to the studio. I told him. I said, "Listen, I only got that one Palestinian uncle. I'm I'm safe. I won't blow anything up." <laughs> That's all. Can I tell you the rest of my project story now? That you kind I don't of go ahead. Over, no, I, I think I think that's history now. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, you don't want to it, right? I'll let the project yeah, story go. <laughs> I said, they came out with a Maggiano's restaurant down here, right? So I go, and they have brajol on the menu. And my mom passed away. So it's like four or five years since my mom passed away. I hadn't seen a piece of brajol anywhere. So I ordered a brajol, and they bring it to me. And I bite into it. It kind of reminded me of my mother's brajol, and I start crying. And <laughs> the waitress comes over. What's the matter? It's nothing that tastes like my mom's. I got to tell you that only an Italian guy would cry over food that tastes like his mother. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, right. This is, this is true. I'm in the restaurant weeping over over some braised beef. <laughs> That's a sad life. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. You know. They say that all com- comedy is somehow based in tragedy, so that's a beautiful thing. Right. Absolutely. Got friggin' fire trucks all up and down the street over here. What's going on? Well, it is it in is Midtown, Midtown, Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, there's always something going up and down the street here. <laughs> up and down 6th Avenue or whatever we're on. 4th and 5th or 6th and 9th, yeah. I think it's across it's, way it's here. Actually, it's actually 5th Avenue is where the studio is, 5th Avenue. <laughs> Fifth and whatever yeah. the crossroad is, I forget. Well, it's it's very really easy to get disor- disoriented in New York City for it sure. Is. Oh yeah, so, I know. I don't know what we're facing. No idea what we're facing at the time. I've been in gridlock traffic before with a, with a taxi cab driver who who wore no deodorant oh. on a really yeah. hot summer day. Let me tell Beautiful. you, 
Beautiful. It just doesn't get any worse than that. <laughs> Dude, no, it doesn't. It's <laughs> like hell on earth, man. Finding a cab driver in New York who did wear deodorant nowadays. <laughs> that would be the trick. Right. And and they didn't oh. have that indie music playing when you got them saying, no, 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 no. You're like, dude, can you take oh. that off? I'm not. And they get pissed. Like, no, why do you want me to shut my music? Because it's making my guts twist, dude. You think you're driving <laughs> that music, I'm going to hurl out the window any second. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to make... Please don't ever say that again in my presence. Companies. <laughs> not Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm multitasking here. I, for a guy, I'm multitasking. I'm chatting with nice. people. I'm talking yeah. on the show. I'm listening at the same time. Come on. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Are you on Facebook again? I, listen, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on the I'm on the chat in in our Blog Talk Radio studio here. And uh, oh, by the way, one one of our guests in our chat room says that the girl. Who said she was an event planner in Miami? Was not definitely not an event planner. <laughs> okay, just I, I'm just giving you the lowdown because I, I think she's got a good handle on that. So I'm just telling you what she said. What she say? She said she was she was definitely not, not an event planner. No, I got it. An that's event planner. Entire. Yes. Right. Yes. Because she, why she would was, you? Because anybody who's a hooker. <laughs> what? Did she was a hooker? Is that what she's trying to say? Well, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm yeah. trying to get the, I'm trying to get the full story out. It's kind of like one of those, it's like one of those tip of the iceberg stories, okay? Like almost getting beat up in Texas, and then she, says she wasn't an event planner. It's like, hey, call into the show and tell us what she was. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's her, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's good kid, like man. If you're on Facebook, you got to look at my friends list. I got some pretty cute girls in there. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, and they and they love. Look, I could say this because I come right out and. I even thank them for it. I love the girls on mm. Facebook putting the pictures of the big breasts on there. That <laughs> is just sure. wonderful. Like, thank you so yeah, much, the, girls. The Cleavage <laughs> Factor. I love it. <laughs> that would be a heck of a reality reality show, The Cleavage Factor. Yeah. I'm telling you, they put these pictures on there, and you're like, look at this trampoline. I love her to death. Trampoline. <laughs> oh, no. God bless you and those bazoombas you got there. I got, I got, uh, jeez, what are we in high school? <laughs> well, dude, we're on the radio. I got to watch my mouth a little bit. Uh, a, Mike told me to watch my mouth. There. I'm trying to watch my yeah. mouth. Yeah, <laughs> clean that crap up, yo. <laughs> I, I did a show in Ocala. I did a show in Ocala, and I told the promoter, I said, listen, I don't work clean. You know what I mean? And, I mean, you know, do I have to be clean? He goes, no, you just can't be raunchy. I go, all right, I could handle that. I don't have to be raunchy. So I get there. Five minutes before I go out, there's 600 people there. No lie. Five minutes before I go out, the guy comes running back to me. I'm the first comic up. He comes running back to me, and he goes, uh, oh, you, you can't use any bad language at all. I go, what are you talking about? We talked about this. I don't, I don't have. You know, they wanted me to do, like, 25, 35 minutes. It's all 35 minutes of all clean material. So I go, why, why can't I curse anyway? He said, well, we didn't realize it, but the, the first three big tables in the front are a church group. Oh, and wow. then, yeah, and then Paris Hilton's grandmother and grandfather decided to come. It was a big Hilton hotel auditorium. And uh, 
Paris Hilton's grandparents, grandparents were there. We didn't know they were coming. So you just can't curse. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so I had to go out and do like 30 minutes. Of, um, and, and uh, I made a uh, joke. No, I did all right. I made a joke out of it. I, I was, I told them, I go, beautiful church people here, look at you. And they're all like, you're arguing over whether or not you should give 20% to the church or 25% to the church. Have you seen me do this stuff anywhere else? Because I have a little bit of a spicy mouth. You know, but it was all right. I just, uh, I, I did okay. My friends yeah. always say, you could be clean. I'm like, screw clean. That's not fun. Screw clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah. It's just not Only fun. Only when I have to. People want <laughs> honesty. They don't want you. You know what I mean? They, they, they like the honesty. But I know, like, so I have a rule now. Like I said, they're, right. they're nice enough to ask me to be on the radio. I won't curse. So people are cool. I won't curse. But I tell, I tell club owners, listen, like I, I won't, I won't go on the, the, the stage in Jacksonville here because now there's one comedy club here. There's just one in Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, and really? the guy's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, we have to approve your material. I'm not going to say the name of the club or whatever. Who knows if anybody in Florida is even listening? But he's like, yeah, we're, we have to approve your. Unless you're a national act, um, we we have to uh, approve your material. I'm like, that's right. censorship, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. censorship. Sure. And, I, right. and um, yeah, I go, you know what? When Letterman's people call me up and they say, we're going to give you six minutes of King Curse, I'll be like, yes, sir. To go on your stage sure. for nothing, you can tell me how to talk <laughs> to stick it. <laughs> yeah, Bova. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I could do this without you. <laughs> but yeah, I, did good. I didn't curse tonight, did I, guys? Dude, I'll tell you what. Well, the worst you said was F Jew. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, dude? <laughs> that was it's nice. Funny, it's, it's funny as heck, too, because the uh, especially the Italian stuff, man, I can relate to that. Rob, Rob can't so much. Rob, did you have, like, uh, any Italian friends or anything, dude? I mean, Italian what did you friends. do for, like, I do. Huh? I, I half grew up on the east side of Utica. I had a couple of Italian friends. Yeah. I'm just wondering what you, what you did for spaghetti and stuff. I mean, did you, did you grow up with Chef Boyardee? Oh, hell no. My the grandma chef. Was, like, <laughs> no, I told you we we had a famine because we didn't have potatoes. Are you not listening? <laughs> no, I, I heard that part. Over there. I'm just just chef yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering what you did. I'm just wondering what you did for your spaghetti fix. I mean, everybody's got to have a little bit of spaghetti, so. You want to know how I make Pescetti? Pescetti, yeah. Catch it from water. All right. I start out at hand. I will smack you silly. I start out at Price Chopper. All right. Yep. I find some nice, some nice uh, spinach pasta. Okay. Um, I like the little tiny thin ones. Angel (laughs) hair. Huh? Angel hair. Yeah, angel. Angel I like the little angel hairs. The little hairs Uh, of the angels. Angel hair. And I take the angels. I (laughs) take. I take the hairs of angels. I boil them up in some water. <laughs> they uh, taste like potatoes, though, because it's the pan we use for most of our potato fixings. But anywho, uh, okay. so then I'm at Hannaford and or the Price Chopper, and I get some of that, some of that beautiful um, prego sauce out of the jar. That beautiful. Oh. And I take that and I dump it over the the, the uh, once I'm done. And then I get the. Ever buy those bag of meatballs that they sell frozen in the in the in this Price Chopper? Dude, dude. Yeah, my, take my those. Is, I take those. <laughs> over in her grave. 
I nuke the crap out of them. <laughs> I dump them in the I dump them in the pasta in the prego, and bam, I got spaghetti. Holy crap, dude. Mike! I don't know what's worse that he that he falls out of the bag, or he says anywho. 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 That brings us to our bag meatballs. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't last 15 minutes in Jersey, cousin. But you know what? I don't want to last 15 minutes in Jersey. I want to be in and out in 15 minutes. You're like, thank God. Anytime I'm in Jersey, my doors are locked. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, New Jersey. I love New Jersey. We send, all your letters, we letters. send all your letters to rob.thrasher at gmail.com. Because yeah, I love yeah, the people yeah, pitch at me. Nothing goes you get like, a lot of letters because you like this. I thrive on you get, it. <laughs> you get a lot of letters like this. Hey, are you making fun in New Jersey? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I'll be like, no, that was Bova. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Bova's a python. He's not making fun of New Jersey. No, no, I like meatballs out of the bag. Either. <laughs> no, dude, no, I'll tell you what, the, the meatballs in the out of the bag, and then no, it, that is that's an insult. That's an insult. Listen, you're, insulting, yeah. you're insulting my nationality now. Yeah, you're, you're a whole lot Ah, you damn purples! I hate them purples. Bastards. <laughs> what are your favorite kind? <laughs> I love Green. the yellows. Yellows, yellows. Nice. Dude, I had a couple yellows. You do not want to play with the yellows. Uh, Take my go. word for it. Yeah. No. I went, you I went through, you know, in Jacksonville, we got two big Navy bases, dude. So there's yeah. tons of Filipinos. They're all Indonesian. Wow. Man, those girls, like, I don't even tell you what this one in- Indonesian chick did to me down here. <laughs> down there? Oh, oh down here. God. All right, wow. Oh, down here, Jacksonville. Down, down there. Oh, right. Okay. I got tired of dating rednecks. You know what I mean? I could not get along with the rednecks, dude. You get the rednecks home and you put them in bed. Their feet are bigger than yours and all dirty. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with you? Did you ever wash your foot, honey, or no? But like, down here, we call that jiffy feet. We call it jiffy feet. I go, yeah, where I come from, we call that get out of my house feet. Don't ever come back. No, so I tried the Asians because, you know, they're kind of cute. They yeah. got normal feet, you know. I'm sure. like, normal, clean little feet. I'm like, I could get into some Asian. I tried yeah. to date an Asian woman until I lived in Florida. You know, I, I divorced my second wife in Florida, so I found myself 40 years old from New York going out trying to find a woman in Jacksonville, Florida. It, it was a comedy in and of itself. Matter of fact, I have a screenplay about it. It's hysterical. So... I go back and forth between uh, trying to do redneck, trying to do Asian. No, dude, I will not date another Asian woman unless she's, like, from the Japanese consulate or something. Because they are some vicious... My my third wife's Filipino, by the way. So mm. I, I could say this. Uh, I met her down here, obviously. Uh, just vicious. Dude, they are very vicious, cold, calculating people. Like when they, when they, when they figure out that they're not going to get what they want from you, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Hey, hey I'll no, be right back. I, I gotta run out and buy some frozen meatballs. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh no! He doesn't like me talking about Asians. Is his wife like Asian? 
No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met his wife. I don't think she's Asian. But uh, hey, I want to I yeah, give a couple of shout outs. <laughs> I want to give a couple of shout outs to some people in the chat room and then on on Facebook. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a I'm a Facebook uh, <laughs> Facebook whore. Right. I guess you would call me. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, Karen Angelini Hannah, who's uh, listening to us from Hamilton, Ontario. She's a pretty uh, cool lady. She's an Italian lady, right? And uh, she's pretty funny. I love her. She had to call into the sh- she had to call into the show sometime. And then uh, my friend uh, Kevin Fairbank, CNY Computer Repair. I think that's Kevin. Maybe it's Tori. I don't know. But uh, you know, hope hope you guys are doing well. Want to give you a shout out there and let you know uh, I see you on here. And thanks for coming into the show and listening. We got a lot of listeners tonight, man. I mean, we we generally have about two hundred fifty thousand listeners, but not everybody pops into the chat room or uh, or calls us up. But that's okay. If you want to call into the show and just uh, say hi, give a shout out at six four six. Four seven eight four three five three again six four six four seven eight four three five three. So, uh, where are you playing next, Mike? I'm actually have a couple shows down in the St. Augustine area at Johnny's Comedy Club. Um, um, I have a, a little bit of a performance hiatus though because I'm getting ready to come back to the city. So I have a, a, a tremendous amount of stuff to finish up. In about three weeks, I'm leaving Jacksonville, mostly for good, and uh, really? I'm I'm going to be living in New York. Yeah, I'm staying in Kingsbridge, I think. Okay. Um, cool. Some yeah, with a friend of mine, and um, so we're you know I'm going to be in the city and trying to get it done up there for a while, and um, sure. Hopefully things will go great in, up there, and I'll put a year or two in there and and uh, branch out from there wherever I need to go, but that'll be mostly home based. You know, I'll, I'll come back to Jacksonville every so often um, right. to check on my granite shop that's still going to be here. I have a guy running it, a partner, actually. And then I have, um, um, you know, my sons are, live here. So I have to pop in for long weekends down here. But I'm, yeah, I'm leaving mostly for for the city in a few weeks. So, yeah. um, you know, it's the first time. I mean, since I've been doing the comedy, I've been doing, you know, three, four nights a week. You know, we run out. We go to these open mics or this or that, wherever we can go. You know, just want to get on stage and see if people are going to laugh at what I have to say. So this is really, I'm having some withdrawal symptoms here, but I, I do need to get my stuff in order and, and uh, you know, I need, to, I need to, it's tough. You come home 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, you go to sleep at 4, you can't just go right to sleep, so you, you wind up going to sleep at 4.30, 5 o'clock. I, I just need a little yeah, bit I of time to... Unwind. Go, go ahead, yeah. Just get my yeah, stuff in order. Sure. Yeah. Well, I go to bed about because uh, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I actually, publishing newspaper in Madison County, which is going to be seen in a, a movie coming up January 20th called Haywire. Steven Soderbergh directed that movie. Directed that movie and uh, Gina Carano, Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas, star-studded cast. It's a spy thriller, and they actually contacted me to have a newspaper be seen in the movie a couple of times. And I'm like, sure, twist my arm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Good then, for you, uh, brother. Good luck. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks. So uh, we got that going on. I do these marketing seminars. I'm a marketing guy as well, advertising agency. And then um, and then we're doing the show, and the show's really, really taken off in a very short time. So radio stations are starting to pick us up, and uh, we're, we're looking to close on some national sponsors. We're looking to sh- take the show national. I mean, I've got some, uh, some good comedians coming on. We've been talking to some other famous comedians, trying to get them on the show as well, like the Jerry Seinfeld and... Some of those guys to see if they'll come on and do the show as well. So we'll see what happens. You never know, right? All you need is a dollar and a dream. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So. Well, I wish you the best. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. You guys sure. are great guys. You know, if you ever, uh, yeah. if you ever got a spot again, just let me know. I had a good time. Sure. You know, what, do you, what are we doing for the last twenty-five minutes? You know, I very carefully told everybody I was going to be on starting at eight, but I actually started at like twenty after seven. So, yeah, which is cool because I'm not sure what happened to our friend Danny, Danny Kelly, but uh, that happens. You know, what's funny is we had a girl on from from the West Coast, Jennifer Anderson. I don't know if you know Jennifer or not. She does some she does some stand up at the Ice House. You mentioned that, and and uh, yeah. she's a pretty cool lady. She was on the third season of Scrub. She was actually Dr. Cox's nanny, so she was pretty funny. But um, the first time we had her scheduled on the show, she didn't realize that it was 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Which, listen, if, if you're listening in any other time zone, I love you. I really do. But Eastern Standard Time is is really the time, okay? Right. You know, forget about, forget about you know, you, you know, Europe time or Asian time, whatever. But, you know, when you say, when you say time, like 7 p.m., really it's Eastern Standard Time. I'm just saying. Right. Us East Coast guys. But, uh, so... That's that's pretty cool, man. You know, I don't. Are you going back to the Ace House anytime soon? No, I would love to go back there, but at this point, right now, I mean, I, I have to concentrate in New York for a while. I mean, getting out to LA is—I didn't want to leave. And I have to tell you, the people out there were—I can't even tell you how wonderful, how nice they all were to me. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Bobby Oliver is the girl who put me on out there. I get there, and, and the way I made friends with her, she, you know, she, I started cracking some redneck jokes at her because she's from Georgia, and she oh, thought boy. I was pretty funny. And I said, yeah, I said, listen, I want to get on stage at the Ice House. So finally, I think she thought I was funny enough. She goes, yeah, come on. I go, well, don't say that because I'll, I'll be right there. So I went there. Sure enough, she comes in. We're, we're in, um, I guess it was like they called it the VIP room, but it was where all the comedians were hanging out. And uh, yeah. she pulls out some nail polish remover and starts trying to take nail polish off her toes. You don't mm. tell me you're gonna, you're going to take your nail polish off in front of everybody here at the. She mm. said, "You really are a redneck, aren't you?" She goes, well, "If you were any useful, if you were useful, you'd help me." Are you kidding? So I'm sitting there, my first time out to LA to perform, taking Bobby Oliver's toenail polish off. <laughs> I mean, it's hysterical. But they're all great. Sally Mullins emceed it, and I had met Sally two nights before at the comedy store. And um, Kathy Lewis, another great comedian, works at the comedy store with Vargas Mason, really great people. And um, you know, Sally emceed the comedy store, and she was emceeing at the uh, Sally Mullins. If you guys get a chance, she's really funny. So is Kathy Lewis, and all these people were all great. I almost didn't want to leave L.A., but I feel like I need to right. be in New York for a year at least. Yeah. And then maybe I'll go back to Los Angeles for, you know, spend some time there and see what can happen. It's yeah. all fun. It's all in good fun. I travel light, dude. I have a couple suitcases now. You know what I mean? There you go. Just go do my yeah. stuff. And... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We know a lot of comedians from New York City. We've, we've had quite a few on the show already, and we got quite a few more lined up and stuff. It seems like we've been connecting with a lot of guys from New York City we had on. I don't know if you know these guys or not, but, uh, you know, Dre Parker, Justin McClure, R.C. Smith is coming up on the show the 22nd. He's actually Rachel Ray's opening act. Um, George Gallo, who is uh, actually a writer for the Jim Brewer show. 
So um, he's pretty cool. But, you know, what's really funny. We flew out to L.A., my wife and I, to see our friends that moved out to San Diego. And San Diego, I guess, is the, like, like the ultimate destination spot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Weather was weather was great out there, but it, it is a whole different world out there, man. The traffic, dude, I mean, I'm not used to, like, four lanes everywhere, and then the traffic can come to, like, a dead stop at any time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, we flew into LAX, and we went to Anaheim because the girls wanted to go to Disney and everything, so we went there. Then we went down to Long Beach for a little bit, and then we went down to San Diego. But we didn't, we did not want to come back. I mean, listen, New York State, the weather, man, is crazy here. I mean, first of all, you got two seasons now. It's like winter and construction. And uh, the construction season, our, our summer's been really rainy. We just had a bunch of flooding. I don't know if you saw on the news. Uh, yeah. Uh, horrible. You know, the east a lot of the eastern seaboard and stuff. I mean, I went to a friend's house last night because he had uh, his basement was flooding, so we had to put a sump pump in there and, and uh, you know, pump the water out and stuff. But, I mean, roads were closed today. I had to go out to Syracuse, uh, New York, for a meeting out there, and roads were closed, and I was taking detours here and there and just crazy stuff. But hey, listen, I mean, at least our taxes at least our taxes are high. What yeah. stock our taxes are high. Love our taxes. I love those. Rob, I love the did you get your meatballs? I got the meat the balls. <laughs> oh, oh, you got any sausage? No. <laughs> sausage? What the hell am I going to do with that? Some full sausage, no. a little brush roll. Yeah. Yeah, what baby. What's sausage? I got the mat the balls, huh? Mat the like balls. They got sausage, they got sausage in a bag? They got... They oh, got uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why it's expensive. I don't, I don't, like hey, I don't think they do yet. No. <laughs> no, not not in the bag. Not in the bag. <laughs> they got they got they gotta have it frozen in a bag so so I can eat it. They don't. There's no, no way. I'll do it then. I'll just have the chef boyardee. I'm kidding. I'm not making any freaking spaghetti. Are you kidding me? I love that though. Like we're talking. Thrasher's got little radios going in the background. Doing business. He's making a can of Chef Boyardee. Whatever. I'm nuking some Chef Boyardee, as I call him. Rob's like, thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. God. He was a real chef, by the way, just to let you know. Uh huh. Probably cooked better than all those Italian moms. Dude. Oh, dude. Does he realize what he just said? Oh, you can never tell an Italian guy that somebody cooks better than his mom. Oh, I didn't uh, mean yours. <laughs> yeah. Hey, F2. An F2, my mom, too. My mom will stick you, dude. She's dead. She'll come back and stick you. I just had a pain in my right shoulder. I think that was her. Yeah. That was her getting you, brother. <laughs> if I won't... If... She stabbed me three times. Don't worry. She, don't, she wouldn't think twice and cutting you. Right. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to mess with an Italian mom. That's for sure. No, this is true. That's like the mama bear right there. You don't mess with the mama bear. No, no. and the smaller they are, the crazier they are. <laughs> yeah, they, they will stab you. They will stab you. <laughs> I will cut you. My mom stabbed me three times. Mm. No lie. Once <laughs> in the hand with a screwdriver. She hit an artery on that one. The stuff was spurting all over. <laughs> wow. She's, she's constantly like, I'm going to invite you. Like, sure, away, yeah, yeah, whatever, Mom. Yeah, we heard that bill before. No. Oh. That, woman will, that woman will knife you. She didn't care. 
She and Clay. And you want to know something? We were, we, we were good kids. You know, all my friends, like I went to high school in the 80s, everybody snorting lines every night, just like the other. I never touched it, ever. You know right. why? Because my mother told me. Go ahead, she would have stabbed you. Said, come on, stab. Right. She used to go, come, come on, my. She goes, you don't even know what's going on. I'll just take you outside and run you over with the car. Well, I believed her. I never did a trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have thought she was trying True. to kill you the way she was stuffing meatballs down your throat. Down my gullet. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of that my chocolate. Thanks for having fun with my pain, Rob. Hey, Rob, thanks for having fun with my pain. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I know. You so Rob, does, Rob does that from time to time. Ah, uh, you know, I I relish in pain, especially that of others. So you know, it yeah. does it. It <laughs> made on, you who you are. It builds a big, a big strong man comedian. Well, what are you gonna do, a funny guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so who you are? You, the building I, your I pain is the building blocks of you as a person. <laughs> exactly. It is. That's why there's so much of me. <laughs> I have a tremendous amount of building blocks in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> No, Rob, I like you. Yeah, I did, I did um, my last show in Jacksonville. I emceed it. And, of course, nice. like, every comedian that got up had their Mike Boyle fat joke. Yeah. So I said, uh, no, boy. Like, guys, it's like instant fame in Jacksonville. If you could tell that I'm fat, you're, you're, that's it. You're a Jacksonville comedian. Matter of fact, I see HBO is going to be flying down here with a bunch of executives to sign everybody up for specials. Two questions. Are you a comedian or do you consider yourself a comedian? Yes. Okay. Do you realize Mike Boyle's fat? Yes. Oh, you're in. Let's go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and it's like, it's like Rob over there. I make fun of my mother's stuff and he falls in my mouth. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so one of our listeners, you know, I, I gave a shout out to Karen, uh, Karen Hannah. She said that nobody was a better cook than Grandma Angelina. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Angelini, I'm sorry, Angelini. Oh, come on. So, Get your attention. You know what? Right. Hey, Ends in foul. Hello. Hey, listen. Gays have their pride thing, okay? Puerto Ricans have their pride <laughs> thing. Italians got their pride thing, okay? It's like, you know, uh, no, I can see my mom. Get out of great, here. My, Listen, my mom was a great cook. She was a great cook, but there's probably people out there that cook better than she did, but she was a great cook for sure. There you go. And she's yeah. like, hey, you want me to teach you how to make the sauce? I'm like... Nah, mom, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in making sauce, whatever. But I wish I would have listened to her now and found out right. how to make make her sauce because now that she's, you know, she she passed away back in '95, uh, and uh, mm. so so we, you know, we we try to make her sauce, but it's like, yeah, yeah, let's go it'll never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> it'll never be the same, right? Can you do me no. and ask that woman if she's single, and will she make me any macaroni? <laughs> What's your name, Angelina? Uh, her name is uh, our, our listener out there. Yeah. Her name is Karen. Karen Angelina. Karen, are you single? Yeah. Karen, are you no. single? And will you make me any macaroni? <laughs> she might make you macaroni, but she is married. I know that. So. Oh, All right, well, I don't want you to beat up. I was just kidding, Karen. No. Yeah. You will drag your ass to uh, Texas and make hey, a whole lot of. Hey, so uh, so one of our listeners, the, the listener that said. The girl in Miami was not an event planner, so she she says to me in the chat room, "Do you want to know what she was?" And I said, "Sure." I, I, tell me what she was. She goes, "Well, she goes. She lives in Miami, and she's she's you know at a hotel. She lives here. 
She goes, well, right now they call them because you want to be politically correct, professional girlfriends. Aha. This is my profession, my my professional GF. Wow. Yeah. So. I wouldn't yeah. mind paying her. Didn't get that far. She's not very good at it because she basically told you to get out of here. Yeah, well, let me tell you something right now. Whoever that girl that. is, listen to me. I got a pen and paper one day and figured out my second wife. It cost uh, me $118,000 for every time I ever made love to her. No joke. Wow, so, wow that, you're a big spender, huh? Uh, no, I just got wow. paid divorce lawyers. No, so literally, <laughs> if that girl was charging in Miami, I would have gladly paid. <laughs> well, and, then, and, and you know what? You know what? You know what Mike had to do. You know what Mike had to do to get money to to pay his his uh, his his ex wife. You know what he had to do? He had to sell his gold and silver. I don't want. Oh, he, 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 he had to sell, sell his gold and silver. Where did you sell your gold and silver? Do you recall? Yeah. Is, is it up in Central New York somewhere? Buyergoldandsilver dot com. Could be, maybe, possibly. You got the best deal the in town. Very, I, I got to tell you, the guy was very fair and honest. Sure. Right. He is. Greg is good. He's very I good to people. Guys. I love you guys. You're like, right. <laughs> right. Yep. yep. He really is hold on, hold on. I'm going to turn the radio on. <laughs> I'm going to go make some meatballs. Whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, that's the big thing up there, man. You know, when you're, when you're chatting with somebody on Facebook or whatever, and you say something and somebody agrees with you, they go, it's like, why you pee? Yup. Yup. Okay. Yup. Yup. I love Facebook. Oh. I have a lot of fun on Facebook. And I use Facebook, obviously, it's a tool to get people to try to understand I'm trying to be comedian and do some stuff. And and, I, and all my normal friends are grouped in with people I don't really know that live in different parts of the world. It's a great thing. But the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, Sometimes it's aggravating. Sure. I mean, sometimes you just have to walk away for like three yeah. days. You know, you have those friends that every day have to get on with their prayer requests. Yeah. It's like, uh, can, can I ever just enjoy my life? Do, do I <laughs> constantly have to know everyone that's dying of every disease? And do I have to pray constantly? You know, sometimes you just don't have to save. Like that dog on that commercial with one and a half legs left. <laughs> Spend twenty eight dollars a month, and we can nurse this dog back to. Sure. You know, do you really need to nurse the dog back to health? What are you doing? <laughs> the poor dog's suffering. I give you a bullet for twenty eight cents. You just have my fun. I don't want to hear about everybody. All no. The, you know, no. it's okay once in a while. Like if yeah. I got on Facebook and talk about my problems. All right. It'd be fun. It would never stop. Uh, Get off your soapbox. <laughs> get off your soapbox. Uh, you're yeah. going to fall hurt yourself. <laughs> or you know that I'm 45. I love when the people my age find a new you're boyfriend old. finally. God bless you. Be yeah. happy. Nobody sure. wants to see 45-year-old rednecks making out on Facebook. No. 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 Uh-uh. That's bad. You need to that's keep bad. that stuff. Under wraps. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't. Yeah. Like, just keep it to yourself. They, yeah. We're all glad that you're out and your boyfriend's pick up. You know. <laughs> yeehaw. Please don't show me pictures of you punk kissing on, on Facebook. Uh uh-uh, uh. No, I don't Neither need that. Neither one of you look like helpful. you think you look. I know you think you look great. Think you're the hottest thing in your mouth. Like Fred. 
I just don't want to see it. No, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably meet a lot of probably meet it. <laughs> naturally. You protest too much. <laughs> I wonder yep. more about the girls who think that I was talking to a prostitute in Miami. Well, she didn't say now. Now here's where you're wrong. Okay, she didn't say prostitute. She said professional right. girlfriend. Professional yes. girlfriend. Okay. Professional right. defined as one. Professional <laughs> Actually, professional girlfriend sounds better than. <laughs> I think that's better than prostitute because at least she's a professional right. at what she does. You know. I mean, yeah. Better than I'm prostitute. Sure you, better than hooker. Not, not that I know, or you know, I don't know about this person. For like the, but I've uh, heard like the story. The, 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 the great Andrew Dice Clay used to say, "Who were?" Right. You know. Yeah. My op- You know, my opener. If I could tell you guys one more quick one. Yeah. My opening joke that I talk about now. I I, I talk about my obvious weight problem, right? So I tell the audience, you know what? I got weight. I don't care. Everybody's got their own problem. I'm fat, but look at you. You know, I'd rather be fat, right? And then I go. But the truth is, I I do want to live. I have two kids. I want to see them grow up. So I'm trying to do better. Matter of fact, I just had a triple bypass. And then I, I make the audience, come on, give it up, triple bypass. It ain't easy, right? So they clap. I go, yeah, I bypassed the Burger King. I bypassed the McDonald's. I bypassed the Wendy's. And then I get a laugh. And I go, but I didn't bypass the Dunkin' Donuts. No way. That that joke came from, remember I told you I was like 600 pounds? I went yeah, to yeah. eat dice when I was that big at a place called Rascals in New Jersey. Sure. So you had to go down these steps sit in the audience, and they see me coming down the steps, <laughs> dude, they clear everybody out and sit me right in front of the stage. Oh, and I no. know why, because I know right. there's this, like, this fat animal sitting in the front row, and sure enough, dice comes out, and he goes, he don't even look at me, he goes, oh, this is going to be easy. This is like a day off. And he finds me with his eyes, and he goes, you know how I am, and you know how you look, and you got the balls to sit there. But I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So I go, it's nice. It's a physical thing. And he goes, a physical thing? I go, yeah. Matter of fact, I just had a triple bypass. And he goes, huh? And I go, yeah, I bypassed the Burger King. I bypassed the McDonald's. I bypassed the Wendy's. Everybody laughed. He, he got so mad that I got a laugh. And he goes, yeah, but you didn't bypass the Dunkin' Donuts, did you, fat boy? So, <laughs> oh man! Wow, yeah, my, op- my opener dice helped me right. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Nice. Did you get a radio you want to uh-huh. turn on or anything? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thrasher, what do you got? Thrasher, <laughs> are you on the party line again? Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah. What now? What's going listen, on on the radio show? <laughs> listen, listen, Rob, listen. Can you, this put, is, can you put your shirts back out, please? Try to be a professional. This is what Thrasher's doing. This is, this is what Thrasher's this is what, this is what doing. Thrasher's, Thrasher's making meatballs in the microwave, nude, okay? <laughs> talking on the party line as he's talking to us at the same time. And uh, he's got he's got a, a pot of spaghetti cooking on the stove and, and some sauce some some Prego sauce warming up and he's gonna have himself a good old time. Woo-hoo! I'll be right there. Yeah, dude, you're, 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 you're the kind of guy I want to party with. Naked uh, medigani eating meatballs out of a bag. Yes, Boyardee. <laughs> Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Holy Thank crap! Thank goodness for that's my theme song. <laughs> God. 
Uh, is that how it goes? Mike, got, goodness for tip work? Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, so I, so I, I got to apologize for Ross' behavior when it comes to like you know talking about Italian food, man. He he just doesn't he doesn't know. We got to forgive him because he he's, he just doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wish oh, I didn't know healthy. either. Uh, <laughs> this stomach is not fun to carry around. And people think people think you're fat, like you just want to be fat, like you wake up and you're going. You know what I want to do today? I want to destroy my body. <laughs> Open myself up to the ridicule of the planet. That'll make me funny. I got a lot of material. <laughs> I'll be the funniest guy that. on the planet. Oh, my God. I want to make sure that I never see my penis again. <laughs> or my shoes. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh, boy. For a few days. It's okay. It's okay, Mike. That's Mike, that's the scientific proper terminology for the male. No, I know. Okay. Sexual, okay. Sexually speaking, you are on the air. <laughs> yes. uh, Doctor, Doctor Ruth, of, uh, I got something that's lasted more than four hours. What do I do? You need to go to the freezer and get yourself an ice pack and put it directly on the area, and in three minutes it should go down. Thanks, Doctor Ruth. <laughs> uh, Doctor Ruth. The, how she ever got involved in the world of sex, I'll never understand. I love her, but that, how, how are you talking sex with that troll? I mean, <laughs> you know, Dr. Ruth, I was very excited until I actually saw you, God bless you. This is it. <laughs> Kick all the German girls off of my party line right now. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> all right, yeah. they're gone. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> Actually, I hear that German women are the most sexually um, experimental and, uh, you know, what should I say, fulfilling dominate, dominate. women on the planet. Uh, you know, you want to conquer your village. <laughs> are you saying most of the dominatrixes come from Germany? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Could be. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a problem with being dominated with like a dominatrix stuff. Like I could play alone for a little while, but you know, growing up, growing up Italian, I have a little bit of an issue. Like if you smack me, I kind of go ape hey, hey, shit. <laughs> uh, I always you know, forget like the safe word. Oh, dude, yeah. It's all fun and games until I'm throwing my dominatrix out the window. So <laughs> I forget the safe word. Oh, man. That's too funny. Neighbors are like, uh-oh, he got another one. <laughs> yeah, right? Imagine, like, I was, like, a rock star. You just see German women flying out my window three at a time. <laughs> And everybody's going, oh, Mike's at it again. That's it. Yeah, you got to feel bad for celebrities, though, because, like, you have to watch it. Like, 
we live in a world now where everybody's got a camera on them all the time with the cell phones, and they, you know, they all get caught in these little lies and this and that the other. That's why if I ever get famous, Mike, uh-huh. and you interview me, you're going to be like, "Is it true? We heard that you were with a prostitute the other night." And be like, "What? <laughs> How dare you? I have a lot of money. There were eight prostitutes in the room that night. <laughs> I have a mm. lot of money. How dare, dare you? How dare you? You're touching me with nothing, gotta- right?" We got a last minute caller here. Let's get him in here. Yeah, yeah. we got a caller here. Yep. And go. Let me, no. me get it. There you go. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. With... hey Tom. How you hey. doing? Hey, pretty oh. good, buddy. I I just managed to find you on there. Uh, I was checking you out, and I wasn't sure if you were on or not. Oh, yeah, we're here. We did Every a late Thursday. show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> We got uh, Actually, you're we on got with two, uh, Danny got, Kelly, huh? And we got Mike? two Italian, yeah. two Italian Mike. Mike. Hey, How are you, my friend? <laughs> Pretty good, you? I'm doing okay. You ever have any good okay. meatballs? Uh, try that again. You ever have any good meatballs? Oh yeah. <laughs> We've been talking oh, about yeah. meatballs all night. <laughs> been trying to get a hold of you. Uh, not much luck. No, on the air. But, yeah, but no, I've been yeah. trying to get a hold of you uh, for other reasons. In the real world? Yeah. Oh, I don't exist. If I want this show done, I don't exist anymore. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> yes, you don't. That's for sure. I, we know I that. Had drop, I had to drop this off the face of the planet. <laughs> I'm yeah, in hiding Rob's hide, in Texas. Yeah, this is Rob's hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> in the public. <laughs> you can have don't pay any attention party. to the man being... Don't, don't yeah, you're in Never Never Land. <laughs> I gotta go into hiding. I've been insulting meatballs and Italian moms. I'm screwed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can hide all you want. The Over. problem is Rob's naked and he keeps eating Chef Boy or date. This gig is over. Today's up tonight. <laughs> Try to find has me tomorrow. <laughs> has everyone uh, survived the rain? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think uh, the flooding is, is it receding now, or what's the deal going on? It's receding. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, North Genesee Street is flooded. Thruway yeah. has uh, been closed. Yeah, wow. That's big because they don't generate their money from their tolls or the tickets. They get tripled what a shame. there. You know? It's a shame for those police officers that, that make all their money off our tickets. But we were saying, I guess what I heard, Tom, is I heard from a, a friend of a friend that the, 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 the police are even tougher, break your balls even more down in Texas. So I don't know. We got to count our nope. blessings, but we're not supposed to I get gr- floods and, and earthquakes and locusts and all that crap up here. <laughs> yeah. Be well, guess what? Guess what? Now we have the four seasons and the locusts and the flooding and the the building of the arcs and whatnot. Yeah. That'll be the day I build an ark. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Never know. You could turn yeah, your camper field hill into an ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't count your chickens before they come to your house two by two. <laughs> Better believe it. Yeah. yeah, right. I met a guy in Montana building an ark. Really? Yeah. Is he probably yeah, about that in the world? Montana, those people are out of their minds over there. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. Well, they maybe were, they you know something we don't. Right, normal. Huh? Do people in Montana have something we don't? Mike? You know. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna need one person at a time to speak over there. <laughs> you over there, New Yorkers. Sitting over there. <laughs> What's going on over there? Some kind of party? <laughs> fine. 
like the talking between the beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I go, oh, eh. Hello. Yeah. Earth calling pressure. Earth calling pressure. No. Don't call me. I hang up. <laughs> There's nobody on Starbase Thrasher. Forget about it. Nobody here to take your you know, call could, today. You know what we could do is we could talk about alien babies. We talked about that on one show before. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the aliens come down, the first thing they think of is probing you up your butt. It's like, come on, guys. Really? There you go. Getting better. <laughs> yeah, a little, little preparation H there, you know. I was... I was porked by an alien. Now I'm having an alien baby. <laughs> Long time ago, right? Oh, Sounds like a party I went to the other night in the city. <laughs> F you, huh? F you. F you. F you. you. That's about as dirty as we get on the show. You know, we, we we say we say f that or you know, which is not swearing. So we really can't curse. Terrible. Well, you know, which we're, we're trying to cut it down because we, we got to actually edit it now because we're, you know radio stations have picked this up, so we right. have to like we're trying to cut down I on the editing because we have tonight. to actually. Yeah. What's that? I think we did a good job tonight. Oh, we did Very a great good. job. Are you kidding me, man? Was Definitely. That was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. So, uh, By the way, it slipped right out from under us. We're no longer <laughs> streaming live, but we're still recording. It just yeah. went right yeah. by us. Zoom. We didn't even see it. Right over our heads. I told, oh, her, even, I told the people in our chat room. There's still people. There's still people in our chat room that are uh, right. Uh, still with us. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us for two hours. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my God! I, you know, yeah. I, I just hope I didn't talk too much. You know what I mean? I kept no, trying to no, be here and there, let you guys talk no, a little no. bit. No, I can't. Don't worry. Listen, we. <laughs> it's better to have someone that talks too much than someone we can't. But it's like pulling teeth to get them to say stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not that we've ever had anybody like that, but I'll bet that would be bad if it happened. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> I, um, it's never happened, but... I never run out of things to say. <laughs> that's for sure. That's yeah, for sure. How, much, oh. how much material you have? It was like about a year. <laughs> I guess if I sat down and told all my stories, it would take at least a year. <laughs> about a year. Okay. Well, we're going to have to narrow that down a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I first when I first got started, you know, comedians were screaming at me. You have to get three minutes. I'm like, what are you talking about? It takes me three minutes to walk to the middle of the stage. So, you know what I mean? They're all bent on like, and the and I go out, and these guys do the same three minutes four nights a week, week after week after week. I know. Not, God. Not work. Damn. You know what I mean, they got lost them. I guess that's the way they have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing that bothers me is 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 when they don't like me because that's not the way I want to do it. I don't want to tell the same jokes every night. You know what I mean? It's just well, not the way bad. I want to do it. I would. You know, but that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, they're like, you're not doing it the right way. I'm like, what's the right way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show me the right I way. I did it my I way, was, right? I didn't know there was comedy protocol. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, dude, I get it all the Bible. How many Bible? Comedians are nuts, so including me. I'm nuts. There's no doubt in my mind. And that's what's so fun about deciding, you know what, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to being funny because I finally get to admit that I'm insane. You know, you know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. It's I'll like, you know, I'm a safe like insane. I don't hurt people. Right. But, but, you know, you go through life and you try to act normal. You go to work wow. and... 
from home to Hawaii. Not like you're reading it from a script. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's his own script. No, I'm saying right. it's not like you're reading it from a script. Right. Everything sounds natural. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So a lot of it comes from your own life, you know, comedy. Well, the truth about the truth about comedy is anything can get be funny if it's told properly. Like right. seriously, like if you hand a talented comedian anything, he can make it funny. Right. You know? And um, that to me, that's true. I just tell like, and some people, you know, aren't going to think no matter what you say. Some people aren't going to like what you say, so you don't worry about them. You worry about the no. six out of ten right. people that laugh. You know. And yep. The, the general the rest of them are like, okay. Take care. Every time, really every time we're on the radio, we lose 10, 20, 30 friends on Facebook. Oh, totally. Care. Guess what? We're, we're thinning, it out, thinning out the herd, you know? <laughs> I had uh, I had 4,220 Facebook friends when I started the show. Let me see what I'm down to now. <laughs> I, know I've, down I know I've lost a few. <laughs> I know I've lost a few. Oh, I haven't lost any tonight. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, so. oh, see? You've been gaining ground well, now. I think, I, think the only, I think the only people I insulted were Asian women. Right. <laughs> right. Well, well, we insulted a few others. I mean, ones that don't exist, like the greens and the purples. And then we had, we had a couple. And Dr. Ruth. You know, I um I accidentally insulted Italians and Italian moms. I didn't mean to to do that. It was it was just my you know pale face way of speaking. I didn't really mean to insult Italian. Yeah, but I, love, listen, people... I love Italian. I guess some of my best friends are Italian. Yeah, especially when you know people got to have a little bit of a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, sure. Otherwise, you might too well. short. Yeah. Like we're not the we're not on the radio right now, right? I could talk freely or no? We're not you live. No. Really? We're not we're not live. Yeah, we're just okay. recording, but we're not live. No, because I do uh, I do a whole thing when I start talking about when I start doing my gay jokes. I'm like, um, you know, the gays doing pretty good. They just got the let's hear it. We got the gay marriage in New York. Because, you know, people in comedy clubs want to be liberal. You know, they they want to act like they love gay people and, they you know, they love minorities. So, you know, you right. play that out a little bit. And you're like, let's hear it for gay marriage. But personally, me personally, my personal life, I'm not against gay marriage. I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, the gay people are doing good. You, you know, in Los Angeles, now, that they have to uh, teach the gay history. And sure. um, mm. you, you know they they have to teach gay history now in schools. So I mean the gays are getting everything they're right. Can I ask you a question? What are the gays so pissed off about? Like they got that they, they got that gay lady sued the comedian in Canada. Yeah. They got, yeah. Yeah. They got the poor Tracy Morgan running around the country trying to blow everybody to say he's sorry. Like gays, <laughs> you're called gay. That you know means happy. You know, be happy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but it's if true. I can interrupt. I have, uh, I have, my my uh, son-in-law works with a uh, gay person, and mm. his partner uh, mm. and him were to have been together twenty, I want to say twenty-three years, mm. and they just got they just got married this past mm. weekend. Mm. And, and so, you know, so they got married in New York. In New York, to New each their own. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were saying in New York City or No, New York State. Oh, oh upstate New York. Oh, oh I see. To each their own. And uh, you know, 
they have been to our functions, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and they do anything for us. Yeah, and listen, no, I think we're all, I think we all agree on that note. It's like, listen, you, you do what you want. Listen, if they want to be as unhappy as heterosexual married people, they can go ahead and <laughs> That's exactly. let them have that. Let them have that. Right. Yeah, the end of my yeah. the end of my joke goes. Go ahead. Spend no, they don't, your they don't push it. They don't push it on anybody or anything that's, like that. That's the know? only thing, Tom. That's what I'm all about. It's like, listen, do your thing, do your own thing, and it's not like you know you do have to question why I don't necessarily want to know about it. But let's put it this way: we talked about <laughs> we talked about heterosexual couples on Facebook that we don't want to know about it. Okay, I don't want to know yeah. about it. That's all I'm saying. I so understand that. You, yeah. So that's the thing, though: is if you're not pushing your way of life on other people, I'm not going to push another way of life on you. Just, just do your thing. Which you, whatever. Okay, right. you're getting married now. Right. I don't know what the implications of that are. If there are larger ones, I don't really know because, like I say, I'm. I'm not going to judge anybody, but at the same time, sure. I, I just, you know, I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to see it on Facebook, uh, anyone. I don't care heterosexual, whether you're, a, what, what was it, Mike? Whether you're a, a heterosexual Oops. couple from Alabama or Georgia or what? Yeah. what, what? Yeah, nobody wants to see you on there kissing, no. No. 45 so Alabama and Georgia got to do with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I live in Jacksonville, and I, we were talking earlier about. Uh, some hick. People don't people don't want to see that shit on Facebook. I, I want to see you and your, your redneck, redneck. forty five year old redneck couple. No, I heard redneck. I thought Alabama. Sorry, that's that's my own personal. No, we got bias. them in Jacksonville. Yeah. And you don't want <laughs> any invitations. You don't want any inv- invitations sent to you on Facebook or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I already got people. I already got people telling me they're sorry I had to sell my gold. Oh, you did? You did? did they think I actually sold gold because I was I was embellishing your commercial a little bit. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah you got you into it. You really gold. got into that. we got to bring him on more. <laughs> Here's one for you. My, my brother told me that uh, he had six dimes, old dimes. Really? He took them down to a dealer, and he got $67 for six dimes. Yeah. Silver dimes. Oh, I wish we had known. We, if we could have taken him to our guy in Oneida, he might have got more money for him. He, he would have, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he lives in Florida. Oh, well, we could have brought him. I would have... <laughs> I got him up. up my, uh, my grandfather's pocket watch from the railroad with his name on it, gold pocket watch. And uh, I'm debating. Mm-hmm. It's probably worth five grand or more, or uh, more than five grand. But I'm debating know. whether I should uh, get rid of it now. You um, can take it to some, you can take it to somebody and get uh, an appraisal on it. I mean, our friend Greg in Oneida will actually, if you bring it to him, he he will give you an appraisal on it, and he'll tell you what it's worth if you wanted to to ever sell it. But you know, he's, it's he's gold. One of those guys. Just, yeah, just go right to Oneida. It's it's gold, and it's got uh, it's got all of the information uh, from the 1800s when. Uh, when he got it, he was an engineer on the railroad. Yeah, back when railroad was big. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was not, an engineer not too. Transportation a choice anymore, especially with Amtrak. Basement. Mhm. Hey, you guys are pouring me now. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> no, meatballs are all done. We're we're stretched. Oh, talk about cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Thrasher's gone, so I'm not sure. He's he got years. Yeah. He went back to meet more meatballs. He's been no. gone a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the mind, checked out. Yeah. I, I yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, if you know yeah. anybody, I got a good screenplay. It was, um, yeah. I, I, Tell me about yeah, your screenplay. What was, it was read. It was read by a guy who um, actually was running a production company with Martin Scorsese's daughter, Catherine. Okay. And uh, he's, he's an NYU grad. He went to the Tisch School of the Arts, smart kid. He loved it, and uh, he was going to help me do something with it. I put it on hold because I wanted to get the comedy thing going first. Because I told him, I said, listen, I said, I want to get on stage a bunch of times. Because if anybody really buys this, I want the chance to try to play myself as an adult in it. Because I can say, hey, look at these videos. I make people laugh. I'm a funny guy. So I put it on hold a little bit because I had these grandiose plans that somebody was going to make the movie. And I was going to get to be able to play myself in it. And uh, and um, gotcha. so we put it on hold. We put it on hold. And the guy took a, a job with a giant Brazilian company. They offered him so much money he could not not do it. So now the guy who was guiding me through this whole process is out of it. So hmm. I kind of feel bad because I wasted like two years with him. Part of it was my fault telling him to hold it. But it's really funny. It's about my whole life, but it's it's got a lot of stuff in it right now that people are loving, like all the Jersey humor, you know, because when we were kids, yeah. you know, it goes through my life a little bit, so it goes through my high school days and all that yep. stupid Jersey kid shit that we did, and that's all funny. And then, um, then it really culminates with me turning out to be 40 years old, single in Jacksonville, and trying to find a woman. It's some funny stuff. And then, you know, it's all, everybody can relate to the relationship stuff. Everybody relates to the Italian humor, the New Jersey humor. And yep. like I say, it was read by somebody who knows what they're reading, and he loved it. But now he's gone. So if you know anybody. Go uh, ahead. So if you know anybody, Mike, let me know. Yeah, I know a few people, including uh, Bob Goldwaite. Oh, yeah, so so I'd love to be able to do something with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where can I? Uh, um, I mean, do you have the uh, the screenplay saved as a PDF or a document or something like that, where somebody can take a look at it? How do you? How was yeah, get yeah, a absolutely. I absolutely have. You know what happened? I have a software um, that that formats it so it looks like the screenplay is supposed to look. You know, there's yeah. a certain setup a screenplay is supposed to have. So I invested yeah, in the software, and I I just upgraded all my computers to the uh, new Lion. Software I work with Max, and that yeah. I didn't realize that of course the software doesn't work with the Lion now, so I have to get the software. Uh, I have to get on the phone with their tech support and find out what I'm going to do to get it working. But it's all in my computer. Um, oh, cool! Man. I just have to, yeah, but um, but it's really funny shit. It starts with like the the way I had it in the beginning. They they wanted me to change a couple things. But the way I had it in the beginning was. You know, I walk in a restaurant, my friend Tony, he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm 500 pounds, right? So we walk in an Italian restaurant, everybody just stops eating and stares at us. And this shit used to happen all the time. Like, people would just look at us. And um, we'd sit down at the table, and he'd sit back, and he'd go, Hey, Mikey, you do that thing? I go, what thing? Because you know that thing. You do that thing. Oh, that thing. 
Yeah, I did that thing. They bled all over the car, but I did it. He's like, what's the matter with you? I told you to put plastic in the car. So we would do that like making believe we're in the mafia. And one night we'd do that, and um, some old lady sitting next to us, <laughs> she was going to faint. <laughs> so scared. And I go, oh, my God, lady, we're only kidding here. My friend likes to play mafia balls. We're, and I go, please, I swear to God, we're only joking around. Don't get nervous. She goes, oh, oh my God, I was so scared. I go, no, I swear to God, who, we wouldn't talk like that if it was true. So that was the opening scene of the movie. So you don't know if we're mobsters, but then you find out that we're just two jerk-offs, you know, making drinks right. for mobsters in this restaurant. And then it goes, he, you know, I start getting a little bit quiet, and he goes, what's the matter? He goes, come on, tell me, you're having trouble with your wife. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to say shit, dude. We're having a nice dinner. He goes, come on, we got all night, we got wine. Just tell me. I don't even know where to start. And he goes, start from the beginning. I go, the beginning? All right. And you flash back, and I'm in a cradle. And you got my mother, my auntie, and my grandmother going, he's too small. Get Mary Lou, he's skinny. You better All right, I have a suggestion skinny. for you. Well, this may be, okay, uh, it may sound stupid to you, but make make a couple of discs. Don't put everything in it. Send it to people like Danny DeVito and his uh, publishers. Yeah, and that, that's not, that doesn't sound stupid. Of course, you got to do stuff like that, but the truth is, in this business, if you know somebody that will actually listen to you for a minute, you know, they get this stuff all the time and just throw up the garbage, you know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, but if you know anybody, you might... Right. You, you what I'm saying you is, you know, if you just send it to them, like you say, it's going to end up... In, it may end up in the garbage, but if you if you do know somebody, you can hand it to them. Hmm. Yeah. There's no saying it's not going to end up in the garbage either, but it's going to cost you bucks if you hand it to somebody. Yeah, I got it. It's all copyrighted and everything. We were actually changing it around a little bit, but it uh, but it's all good. It goes through all my all the stuff that happened to me to make me the little cuckoo bird that I am. And then, you know, the second half of the movie is, you know, trying to be, you know, I'm a New York guy trying to date rednecks and, and mm-hmm. Asians. It was not fun. But it makes funny stories. No, that is funny, man. That's funny. Yeah. I'll, try, I'll try to get it to uh, – if, if, you, if you can somehow – Get it to me. I can, you know, like I, I know some people in Hollywood, some some uh, some video people, some some movie producers, whatever. I can I can, you know, I got people that are I'm connected with the people that got me in the movie for uh, for Haywire and stuff. I know um, Ashley Kravitz, well, she worked with Clark, and she worked for she worked for Disney Corporation. She's a clearing coordinator, and she knows people all, all over the place, so she can, uh, you know, get it out there to people too. So yeah. Did you know Big Dick Clark was from Utica, New York, where where I'm calling yeah. from. Yeah. He got his start at uh, local station WKTV here. Yeah, yeah. A, a good friend of mine is Bill Warden, who's been on WKTV. Oh, really? TV for a long time. Yeah, Bill's a good friend of mine. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, Mike, it was a very distinct pleasure. I hope I yeah, uh, you show some justice and whatever. Oh, dude, you enjoyed yeah, it. You killed it. You killed it, dude. All right. Yeah, I was listening. I just too. signed up on uh, online to get uh, get your uh, messages sent to me before uh, two hours beforehand on my cell phone. Right. Make I'm sure sorry, that what I'm was gonna... your what was your name, sir? Tom Stillwell. Tom, um, if you're on Facebook, my friend, my name is comedian Mike Boyle. You can yes. get on there. We'll be friends, and you'll be able to see stuff I'm doing. I appreciate it. Okay. 
Yeah, right, I'm there. Thanks, thanks for calling in, Tom. Okay. Have a good evening, Trash guys. Making, thank, yeah, thank Trash, you, Trash was making meatballs and and all that good stuff. But you know, he said to tell you guys, uh, thanks a lot, and, and he'll uh, you know we'll, we'll talk to you at some point. We'll catch up with you. So good enough. Thanks, for right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, when you download this later on and all that, uh, get our other stuff on iTunes. We are actually on on, on iTunes, so uh, free downloads for now until we. Uh, <laughs> So we crank it up a notch, and then we'll actually start charging for the show, but it's only like 99 cents. So uh, peace out, everybody. Yeah, and how, can, how can I listen to that? How can I listen to what we just did? I will send you a link. Uh-huh. I'll send you a link right, right through uh, Facebook. I'll just uh, post it on your wall, and then you go to click on that and listen to the whole show. Or when you see a little bar that's at the bottom of that, there's a little there's a little blue bar that kind of, you know, starts to go. Like on, when, you, when you're on YouTube and you're watching a video and you see that little – Yes, that little timer thing. You can actually take that and you can drag that, you know, through. Right. But you can listen to the whole show right from start to finish, and until, you know, I mean, we've been going almost an, uh, two and a half hours from. I mean, we're talking almost nine thirty now. You've been listening to the whole show. I'll send you the link and you can listen to the whole thing. And uh, that's about it, man. So I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Should you guys wish to get in, get in touch with me for any reason? Uh, my email is Stillwell, S-T-I-L-W-E-L-L, at, um, I'm sorry, it's S-T-I-L-W-E-L-L-7004 at roadrunner.com. There you go. We're, we're, we've actually had your daughter Renee on the show before. She's your daughter, right? Oh, yes. Boy, is she. Renee? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's she's one yes. of my Facebook friends, actually, because uh, I met her through Rob, so she's a, she's a pretty cool uh Cool oh yeah, so. she's uh, she's got a lot of uh, sites. She does a lot with yeah. kids and everything. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, all right, guys, we'll have a good night. All right, Mike. Thanks, Thanks, Yeah, Tom. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace okay, out. Okay. Good night, guys. All right. Bye. Bye now. A buyer golden.